Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the NJ Podcast. This podcast aims to share stories, tips and insights about achieving success while having fun. From topics ranging from personal development to business, entertainment and sports, the podcast will have conversations with experts and people in their respective fields. The podcast will also share insights from Jabra James's published and upcoming books. The tagline, which is the theme of the podcast, is success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. This means that you are doing what you have always wanted to do because it is aligned with your highest values and this is the only way you can live a truly fulfilled life. Your host, Jablo James. Right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Jablo James, the host of the NJ podcast and this is season two. And I'm here with a good friend, Luko Nomala. And on the show, we talk to with uh, very interesting people. I believe interesting people. I don't care if you are an MMA fighter, a boxing fan, sports fan, <laughs> a closer guy. Well, not that that matters, but he is a closer <laughs> guy. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter where you're from. I honestly believe we can learn lessons from people from all walks of life because everyone has a story to share and a message uh, to give out there. And the theme of the show is success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. That means that you're going after what you've always wanted to go after because it's in line with the highest values. And that is the only way you can live a truly fulfilled life. And on the show today, I've got a good friend and a, yeah, brother-in-law. Yeah, brother-in-law. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, Luko Nomala. So thank you very much for joining me on the show. Give us a There we go. Cool. So please, uh, let us know, Luko, uh, where are you from, why are you here, and where you're going. Um, yeah, so as you say, my name is Luko Nomala. Uh, I'm originally from East London, was born in Tanzania. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up there, went to primary and high school in the Eastern Cape. Yeah. Then I came up to Johannesburg and studied at UJ, mm -hmm. did accounting. Mm -hmm. um, took four years instead of three, but yeah, nonetheless, that's fine. You liked it so much that you had to stay for another year. Ah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know okay, what you mean. I, I could have just you're like, I'm like, come on, it's too easy. Let me just make it hard to stay for another year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just one more module. What's yeah. another year going to hurt? Yeah. Uh, then I did my honors uh, in financial management at UJ still. Um, mm -hmm. And I did... I was, an I was an academic clerk there for about two years as well. Mm -hmm. uh, then I'm currently in the motor industry right now. In the motor industry right now. Yeah. What do you do in the motor industry? Um, so I'm part of like parts pricing, um, things like that, more office sales, uh, business marketing, and things like that. Okay. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Are you enjoying it? That's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, first of all, are they paying you? That's a, are they paying you enough? Hey, I wouldn't be there for three years if they weren't. If they weren't paying you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, good. Because people are, are stay at jobs because they become economic hostages and they, they're there because they have to be there, not because they necessarily want to, you know? I mean, yeah, like a lot of people do struggle with that. But I think also it just depends in terms of what your ambitions are at the end of the day as on what you see in the company, but mm -hmm. also... I think in this economic climate, especially for a young person, you need to you need to also like understand your value and then see outside because like I've noticed with a lot of companies, right, that as soon as you leave, right, like let's say for example you're getting paid a certain X amount, um, then you leave, then all of a sudden when they headhunt you back, yeah. all of a sudden they're paying you double now all of a sudden, mm. and then like they don't realize your value yeah. when you were in there until they you only leave. realize your value when you got. Right. Uh. So like I've noticed that a lot with like 
so many companies and stuff yeah. like that, even with a lot of mates that have left and came back to their uh, previous companies and stuff like that. So always just be, understand your value, man. Yeah. You know, and if you feel like you need more, yeah, go look out for more and go get more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because what, you're going to stay to a company for culture? Come on, bro. <laughs> culture doesn't pay bills. It does, Experience it. doesn't pay bills. Bills pay bills. Bills pay bills. Yeah, no, like so money pays bills, yeah. Exactly. Money pays bills at mm. the end of the day. So you have to understand your value. But also, the company that you currently in needs to be clear with the kind of plan that they have for you. Yeah. If a company doesn't have a plan for you, listen, I don't. I won't even know where I'm going to go next. Day, yeah. You know what I mean? So if if the thing is, it has to be a what what I've experienced is that it has to be a two way relationship. Yes. Yeah. It's not just me working and you giving me money. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of, at the end of the day, listen, I could work somewhere else for more money. Yes. You know what I mean? You need to treat me right. Yeah. You need to show me why I need to stay. Yes. You know, and the the problem is. I must take feels. out on dates and, you know, right. give yeah, you benefits. Hey, listen, come to me. Look at your spa dates. Give me a Christmas present. Give me a Christmas present. You know, so it's one of those things. Like, it has to be a two-way relationship, yeah. you know? So that's the way I see, like, jobs and stuff like mm. that and work. It has to be a two-way relationship. I can't put in all the work and then you dump me with more work and mm. then you expect me to pull out a thousand results and my pay is still the same. Listen, get me into a new tax bracket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so like, that's the way I see it. Yeah. And, and, and far too often, um, young graduates get taken for a ride. They get, they get ridden hard because they get undervalued. They come in versus like, like in some of the small auditing firms. This is what I heard. CAs. <laughs> this is what I heard. I don't know if it's necessarily true. And I don't want a, a psyker to come fetch me, but anyway, this is what I hear. They'll uh, join and they say you're here to build your experience, your exposure. That I get 100%. You're building a uh, building a, a resume, and then years into it, they're still really underpaying you. But then they're saying you have to work a hundred hours a freaking week, and then you hardly get uh, the increase that that you want. And then they'll say, no, I if I if I'm working for you, and I say, look, I want a, a an increase. You're like, no, we don't have budget, but it's too far from the not. They do have budget. They just don't. They're trying to maximize the profits and and make sure that their shareholders are paid enough. So that's why they're not necessarily going to bear you uh, as much. What I learned is you need to, as I say, what you're saying, know your worth and be like, um, so this is how much I'm worth. And actually come with the, the numbers and the data to say a person at my position with X amount of years is worth X amount. So what you going to do? Exactly. But one thing I like about the whole CA thing, right, mm. is that, well, what my friends have told me who've gone through the thing is that they give you a path in terms of what you're supposed to go through, right? Yes, yeah. The issue, though, is and those people work stupid hours. Yeah. Like, they work from, like, 9 till 4 mm -hmm. in the morning, and then they're back at the office at 8 o'clock again. Listen, I'm not going to work for four <laughs> hours of sleep. You know, it's like, it's ghosted. Like, and they work with, like, especially, like, when they have to do submissions and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know all the terminology because I'm mm -hmm. not in that industry. But, like, those people are really overworked. I'm not going to lie. Like, mm. I, I have a lot of friends that complain mm. about that. And I get, you know, like, this is one thing that pisses me off though, mm. as well, is that, um, for example, if, let's say, a company has to size down, right? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. employees. Work is still the same. Yeah. Why is my pay still the same? Listen, at least give me that other person <laughs> off their salary, at least. <laughs> You know? I don't know. Can someone give no. me an answer why that happens? I, I genuinely don't know because people will like to say, no, they're trying to save, right? But then why am I expected to still take on the new work 
but not get but the pay. But the pay is still the same. You have to understand there's processes and there's year end and salary reviews and you know red tape. Yeah, okay, but then if you're gonna say there's processes and year end and red tape, yeah, then like maybe I have the right to say, listen, I can't get to that because there's processes and red, and tape. red tape and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> because that's the issue is that you get dumped on with so much more work. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden, boom. Your salary is still the same. Your stress levels are higher. Uh, higher, yeah. Your deadlines, you have a deadline every Tuesday now all of a sudden instead yeah. of once a month and stuff like that. And now yeah. you're working with a lot of more people. Yeah, this, I'll be like... Is this one of those things? Please. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. That's what you should tell them. And this is why, especially as younger people, a lot of people are like just like breaking down or like mm. they're just like, you know what, screw this. Yeah, because mental like, health is not good. It's, it's not good. Yeah. Like, we're just overworked. Uh-huh. And, like, that's why you'll see young people will do one or two things. Right? Yeah. Is that when they overwork, they're, they're either going to stress drink. Yeah. Or they're going to go to gym. Stress drink or go to gym. Yeah, facts. <laughs> if you've noticed, right? And that's I was really stress some... drinking, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, if you've noticed, right? Like, if you, if you look at the whole wave right now that's going on with fitness, yeah. right? A lot of it started with people needing an outlet. Yes. To de-stress away from their nine to fives, mm-hmm. right? So, oh, you know, like, listen, hey, at least I have a six pack, you know? Yeah. That helps. So it helps with terms of de-stressing. Yeah. But then if you look at alcohol, listen, mm. bro. <laughs> hey, man, this thing is nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's not going to pressure me. Yeah. So, like, we're trying to find ways of de-stressing, of de-stressing at, the end, yeah. at the end of the day. and. I see a lot of people, me personally, I drink a lot. Yeah. Right? Is that. Of water, of course. Yeah, let's say water. Yeah, let's say, <laughs> let's say water. <laughs> so it's one of those, like, you have to gym, mm-hmm. or, like, you have to find some sort of an alternative to yeah. distress because there's so much in terms of work and the pressures that you're under. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like, it's just, and the thing is, it's so tough to tackle that. Um, Especially when you just got into a company. Yeah. Because obviously there is hierarchy. Yeah. And listen, people will sabotage your career, bro. That, what? People, like, people who, who, who are these people who try to sabotage your amen, career? I like, people were good all the time and always for you. <laughs> no, that's naive. Let's not lie like <laughs> office politics ain't a thing, man. Yes. So, you know, there are those like, psychopaths like, at work. They, they exist. Are. No, they no, exist. No, backstab you. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, hey, like, it's Game of Thrones up here. It really Before is. Before the eighth like, season, but like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Game of season was the most disappointing uh, thing the most ever. Disappointing. I so mad. I, I, could, I couldn't believe it. HBO, I don't know why you did that to us. Eh? You did like, a lot of it, like I eight mean, seasons of anticipation just for it to end like that. I mean. They need to redo it. That's Night what, the Nightwalkers died like that? Like that. I was scared of those guys for seven seasons. For the night. Come on. Brace yourselves. Winter. Is coming. Winter is here. Then it was and then spring. Boom, done. <laughs> and then boom, done. Yeah. So, like uh, the the first book I read before I started uh, uh, doing getting into corporate work is called Snakes um, in Suits: uh, How to Identify Psychopaths at Work. And then I started reading this. I'm like, oh, there she goes. There he goes. There's a psychopath. And the thing is, the psychopaths aren't going to go anywhere. Um, it's just just you need to know how to deal with them. You need to identify them. You need to know how to deal with them because. You don't, don't be naive and thinking, oh, everybody's for me. Everyone's got my back. No, not everyone's got your back. At the end of the day, you need to take care of yourself. You need to fend for yourself out here. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Like, <laughs> like, you're on your own. You're on your own. Where are you man, have the nicest manager that smiles with you. <laughs> hey, listen, you are on your own. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's just one of those things. It's unfortunate that the culture of corporate is actually like that. Like, a bit cutthroat, yeah. Yeah, because, like, 
so many people and like I like entrepreneurs and all of that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't like them dissing on, you know, people that work, work nine to yeah, five. Yeah, Listen, yeah. hey, sometimes that nine to five nigga is paying for your product. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I think that also stems from where there's this whole stigma that nine to five feels like slavery in terms yeah, of yeah, you're yeah. working. And the reason for that is because you work so hard, the returns are so little, mm-hmm. and you're you you get you can get to a point if if for example you don't love your job yeah you get to a point where you can be unhappy yeah if you're doing what you love hey bro you yeah, know what I mean like it's a good thing like if you're a CEO of a company and you're making fifteen million a month listen fifteen million a month you know how much these uh, executives get paid hey, they get paid bank um there was a book called Executive Salaries that mm-hmm. was written in 2013 so these numbers are outdated the Sunlam CEO got a hundred north of 130 mil, if I'm not mistaken, a year in compensation. That means that there's a cash component and there's a share component. These guys are making bank. Like the, the like some banking CEOs, they'll cash 50, 60, 100 million um, a year. Now, in that case, I can work 20 hours a day. <laughs> okay, but yeah. then that also brings me to a certain point. Listen, if you're making 100 mil, yeah. right? Yeah. Why are you still firing 100 donies that are making 10,000 a month? Well, you need to be like, your business needs to be efficient. <laughs> How is it efficient with you making 100 mil a month? Look, listen, like I say, I face a lot of stresses. I make strategic decisions. And I'm trying to defend these people here. You know what? Like, you see, this is the thing. Like, sometimes I think yeah. the guys at the top, yeah. all they do is hear presentations from the guys at the bottom yeah. and then make a decision off of that. Yeah, that's, just, that's in essence what happens. So how much work are you really doing? A lot. Because you're accountable for a lot of things. If things go wrong, they, they, you're the first one to go. Well, you should no, be I the first that, one to go. I get that, but like, yes, it's like, you know how, how strong, it, like, how much it sucks when your VLOOKUP isn't working? <laughs> You got the wrong tutorial on Google. That's a, <laughs> you got the wrong tutorial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I get you. for a file in this yeah. Like, it, it just feels sometimes like, listen, I've never been in a position to be that high. So I don't know the stresses that they go through. Yeah. Probably it's a lot more because they have a lot more people. Yeah. And a lot of things that they know they're not telling yeah, yeah. Great and all, right? But the thing is, if, if you have somebody who's bogged down in Excel spreadsheets trying to get you that data that you can read mm-hmm. so that you can make that strategic decision. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm come on, bump the cheese up just a bit. <laughs> bump the cheese up. Just a bit, man. Like, because like I've also seen in terms of like they like like a lot of my friends will say, nah, listen, they only increased my salary by inflation. Inflation. Inflation, yeah. Now I'm looking like, okay, cool. Inflation, what, last year was three percent. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's July first. Escom increased by fifteen, bruv. Like those tariffs are going up. Like as the tariffs are going. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I get a three percent increase. Yeah. Escom increases by fifteen. I think petrol just increased. Now yeah, as well. Has, yeah, it did. So how is a three percent um, increase really justified if all of these other things are going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah like because I, I think I think um, I think for me the whole. Uh, employee, employee, um, corporate culture. For me, for me, it really goes both ways. Yeah, it really goes both ways because you can have really good executives and really ma- good management that they are really 
Um, some co- companies I've heard of them giving them above inflation increases and sometimes increases salaries by 20, 30% yeah, for everybody yeah, else. Yeah. And they all take a pay cut uh, during yeah, like COVID-19, COVID-19 or pandemic. So yeah. everyone else is fine. Those are some of the outliers. And then you've got the evil corporations. I yeah. call it the corporatocracy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. corporatocracy, they're out there. Yeah. Then you've got the other side of employees who just complain all the time and do nothing about you see it. That, you see, that? that's also the thing. Though, yeah, as yeah. Well. You can't complain if you're not putting in work. That's the thing. You know what I mean? You have to put in work, right? And then also see where your value really is. Yes. You know? And then a good company will see that, okay, no, you actually do have value. This is what your actual plan, this is your plan. This yeah, is what yeah. we're planning to do for you, mm. right? And then when it gets to that point, let's, if they fulfill or not, don't tell me about, no, we couldn't make budget this year. Listen, if you gave me a plan, right? It's like, for example, giving a person KPIs. Right? Yeah. That you need to do A, B, C, D, and E. Mm-hmm. Boom. You do all your KPIs. Yeah. Why am I not get, getting that that jump? Like mm. you said I should. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, it's all those things that, like, it's a two-way relationship. Yeah, it's a two-way relationship. It's really yeah. like, you shouldn't be scared to go to a manager's office and be like, no, listen, I need to have a conversation with mm. this. You know what I mean? And I've learned it in my current job. Like, you know, I, I chat to my manager because mm. I'm like, okay, no, these are the certain things I want to work on. These mm. are the certain things I want to improve on. Mm. What's your plan? Yeah. And then he'll say, no, it's ABC and all of that. So those are the things like... And then you've got some people <laughs> who go to their managers and the managers tell them... Do me a favor, please. Get out right here. <laughs> Get out right here, Literally, some people have those conversations. It's good to like have the, 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 that that two way conversation. Um, for me, I, I like to encourage uh, employees to uh, treat themselves as a business, and part of that is having a legal team. And when I say legal team, get yourself a, a labor lawyer. Get someone who's going to go through your contract just in case things go south. Because I've heard situations where uh, corporates do this, where you know how difficult it is to fire someone in South Africa. It's like completely so difficult. So that's there's a saying: uh, be careful who you let inside the door, because you in order to fire someone, let's say I want to fire Luko, I can't just say you're fired because you'll take me straight to the CCMA and say you didn't follow due process. Um, so first thing is you need to prove that you that where where your incompetence lies. Then you need to take them through so it's three months of trainings and interventions. Then you have to have the hearing after that, and it's a long window process. Then you can say I, he was not doing the basic good thing; he'll be terminated. But if you do not follow that, Luca can take me straight to the CCMA, and then um, as an employee, uh, employer, I'm really, 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 really screwed. To that, because um, people don't really read the contracts. I agree. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, you, you see, congratulations. <laughs> you have you again. Yeah, I can done. <laughs> you didn't read. The, you didn't read your performance uh, appraisals. You didn't read about the termination. You didn't read about uh, non-compete clauses. You didn't read all these things. So I would suggest get yourself a a labor lawyer to help you through that. They're not really that expensive nowadays. Pay them and be like, in the case you have any issues and you understand your contract, so you know how to go and justify to your boss and say, based on on the contract based on my uh, my performance and based on my goals this is why i'm worth x amount because what some people like to do like hey luko i want 50 percent increase and they can't tell you why information yeah then that also makes me wonder then um yeah. obviously there's like the legal route after you're getting fired mm. is there like you see this is something that i've been thinking about like is there like a legal route like when you're working because in the contract, they say, this is all the things you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then now all of a sudden, boom, you have to do somebody else's job because they left and mm-hmm, all of that. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't in your contract. Mm-hmm. Do you not have any grounds contractually to be I like... Think, I think you do. I think you, that's why you get yourself a label and say like, um, you want me to do all this work? Get, get someone to like sense check it because like uh, a lot of people are not legally literate. Yeah, that's so true. that's why you get get that person to look through your contract and be like, hey, they asked me to do two different people's jobs and they're not giving me the, the chankura. So what do I need to do? Then you, if you can justify why you need more, then you can have that conversation. Yeah. That's yeah, I'll actually do that. Like go to legal wise. Or clientele legal. Or any legal, whatever. So just, just have, the, have that brain to, to, yeah. start, to start thinking about that. So a question uh, for, for you. Um, so like when you... Uh, start working, um, you obviously need to start building and cultivating relationships, relationship with your managers, relationship with friends or whatnot. How important is it to have the right people in your corner? Obviously, that's important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, for me, firstly, you, you first have to adjust to your manager's managing style, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also see what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Because this is the thing, right? If you're going to micromanage me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get annoyed. Yeah. Right? So well, that, that's you personally. Yeah, that's me personally, okay. right? I'm more outcomes-based. Listen, mm-hmm. if I work from 8 till 3, mm-hmm. that doesn't matter as long as my work is done, right? Yeah. So for me, it's first adapting to the, the manager's managing staff, mm-hmm. right? Seeing exactly how they manage. Then when the first, um, let's say, um, review comes, mm-hmm. this is when I'll bring the stuff in like, no, listen, I've noticed a, B, and C, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of how you actually manage. Um, this is what I was thinking in terms of this. So let's at least have some sort of a middle ground mm. in terms of this. Um, that's the way I see it firstly. Because the thing is, I personally don't believe people really have your back. Mm-hmm. The only reason Who I gave you these trust issues, man? Go, oh, no, yeah. it's, 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 it goes down to the whole corporate culture because I've seen yeah, people yeah, yeah. Who, who trust people yeah. get their... Only to be screwed over. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. it's not that I don't trust them, right? Yeah. Um, But the person who has the best interest for me yeah, is, is you. me, Yeah. right? You can guide me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I will take your advice. But I'll also put my analysis in the advice that you give me. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to take that blindly and be like, you know what? I'm just going to do what they say. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to listen to what you say, mm-hmm. analyze the situation, mm-hmm. and see if that is the correct way I should be attacking yeah, it or not. You'd be being a clever black. <laughs> <laughs> you're, being, you're being clever. No, like, you, like, this is the thing, right? Yeah. If you're going to take everything blindly, yeah. you're like, no, look, sign this egg and you signing Your transfer. Away. You know what I mean? You're transferring cash into, the, into their personal bank accounts. Yeah, yeah. All of that. Instead of reading through everything before mm. you actually sign it. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's those things where I have the best interest for me. Mm. But I will definitely take advice from a manager, supervisor. Yeah, yeah. Analyze that and see if that's the best course for me. Yeah. You know? Um, I really don't like believing also in co- in friends in corporates. No, I personally don't like that. Why not? Because we here to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's business. Business is business. It, uh, we're here to work. Yeah. Let's do our job. Yeah. Right. Um. Obviously, we'll have some sort of chats about personal stuff because at the end of the day, the person your personals will affect your business as well. If yeah. you're going through some trying times and stuff like that, you know. Mm. But I don't believe in having, like, 
they're not part of my circle circle. circle, circle you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, they're part of my corporate circle, you know? Mm. Like, I will confide in them in things that I'm struggling with work-related, mm-hmm. you know, like, how do I tackle this? Yeah. You know, and things like that. But personally, I don't believe in having, like, friends from corporate. Yeah. I, I just don't. Yeah, because you end up having... I, like, I would rather be your friend if you leave the company after that. <laughs> then we can then be I, friends. Now, cool, you know, yeah, we can Yeah, now we friends. can talk about how bad yeah. Game of Thrones ending season was. <laughs> I'm still so mad about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's the way I see it in mm. terms of having, like, yes, it's very good to have a very good manager. Mm. Like, that's very important in terms of how they cultivate mm. your career. They say people leave managers, not uh, yeah, jobs. Those are facts. Those are facts. I've seen people. You've seen leave, it. Like, they're just like, I'm done. I don't have a plan B. But I'm, I'm out. getting I'm out. out of here. <laughs> I'm out. Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. Get out of here. You know, like, I've seen that. So, like, people leave managers because yeah. of the management. That's why I feel it's so necessary to address their management. Mm. And listen, it's not a fun conversation for anybody because mm. you're criticizing your manager. Yeah. Sense, right? And listen, with some managers, that could go south for you. Yeah, very you quickly. Know, that very could quickly. go south for you as mm. well. So, it's, it's one of those things where... Are you going to take it mm-hmm. or are you going to find ways to address it? Yes. You know what I mean? And it's all about finding ways to address it. Mm. Um, I don't, I'm not an expert on the ways you're supposed to address it mm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. But you just need to find a way to address it or you're going to end up being extremely unhappy. If every time you hate being micromanaged and they're just checking up on you, look, where is this? Where is that? Where is Project. this? Project. up. This. 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 <laughs> This, presentation you, you know what i mean like that's gonna be ridiculous <laughs> yeah right instead rather have like meet them in the middle yeah if you know they're like checking on you yeah and you don't like being checked on yeah just rather say no listen can i give you like a daily update in the morning mm. right and then leave me alone and then leave me alone for the rest of the yeah. day yeah I, unless it's something that's urgent yeah this is, right? this is good for me because i manage people yeah. you know no, that's no, I, like, yeah. like it's, it's all about meeting them in the middle mm. you know um and then that's how you create such a good working relationship mm. because your manager understands how you work yeah. and you also understand how your manager works. Yeah. So now you're meeting each other's expectations yeah. and then also with the fact that you said, you like you said, leave me alone, I'll give you a daily thing. Now, if you don't do that, they have the right to micromanage. They have the right yeah. to micromanage you yeah. because you're the one who fucked up and didn't, <laughs> didn't do, do the work. Yeah. Exactly. You, you didn't keep, I mean? your, you didn't keep so to your word. You, yeah, so if you're going to do those things, you know, mm. and set those expectations. Just make sure you also meet them. That's yeah. why, once again, I say it's a two-way relationship mm-hmm. because you have to also do your part. Listen, yeah. hey, work Don't just free. complain. Just hey, work ain't free, It's man. not free. Work ain't free. Yeah. You have to put in work at yeah. the end of the day. So that's the way I see it. That's the way you see it. Yeah. And then uh, friendships and relationships outside of work now. So let's put work to the side. In terms of like personal uh, friendships and relationships, a lot of those things can go really well or they can go really south. Um, in terms of how do you find someone who you know is for for Luca? Like I'm like I'm here. This is this is my nigga. I'm here. I'm here for him. Versus somebody who um, can just just use you for the sake of uh, you being you. How is it, how important is it for you to be uh, to discern who's good for you and who's not good for you? Because I've personally been through these situations as well. It's like you think you can do this to me? You. <laughs> 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 you know, we've gone through those. Yeah. Where you end up being betrayed. You end up being lied to. You end up being useful who you are. And then the other friends, 
uh, where you never thought that these would be the guys that would be for you, but then when the chips were down, these are people were for you. So how how can you pick the best company and the best uh, friends? Um. Well, firstly, for me, I don't go out looking for a friend like that. Okay. Um, it'll just gravitate naturally. Yeah. Um, the more time we spend together as friends, um, also like I'll give little testers, man. Like I'll tell you something a little personal, mm-hmm. right? But that's not too deep. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see if you're just out here chatting about it. It's on Twitter. Oh, look what's saying. Hey, man, you know what I mean? Hashtag like, boom. Hashtag tandindab. Hashtag my pepanda. Hashtag daily sun. So like it's it, it all comes down to the more time you spend with them, the more you can see that you can trust them. Uh-huh. But also, how you have to see how they move with their friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and also, how do you treat me in front of your friends that you've known longer? Uh-huh. You don't start treating me like a bitch. Oh, no, <laughs> like, like, oh, so I'm this guy yeah. to you. I'm going to treat you to I, me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the way I see it. It's yeah. all about time yeah. at the end of the day. The more time you spend with someone the more you get to know them, yeah. right? Um, that's the way I see it. Like, you spend more time with them, mm-hmm. you know? Give little... Li- listen, don't just meet anybody. Like, for me personally, I don't just meet everybody and I'm out in the open. This is me. Yes. Nah, yeah, I'm yeah. not about that life. Oh, so exclusive, hey, eh? Hey, bruv. Listen, <laughs> listen. This, this circle is... Yeah. Yeah. You know? The more time you spend with them, the more you see how they act with you, mm-hmm. how they act with other people in front of yeah. you, and how they also treat their friends. Listen, if you're my friend, yeah. and then you're speaking shit about, you. about your other friend, you best believe, to me, yeah. I'm like, that's like a red flag, but I'm not going to really talk to you about my things. Yeah. In it because that's clearly how you're moving, yeah. right? Unless you tell me, like, listen, this nigga ain't shit mm-hmm. because he did A, B, and C to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I right, listen, no, man's just confessing by yeah. Jonga. Yeah. He did this to me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. You think you can do this to me? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's the way I see it. It's all about time. Mm-hmm. Um, the more time I spend with you, the more I can trust you. Yeah. But also, break that trust. That's where the problems are. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I will cut you off, bruv. So, so is it like, let's say someone breaks your trust. Like, for example, you confide in someone and say, look, listen, I have a pimple on my forehead that just doesn't want to go away. Something stupid like that. And it's very personal to you. And then they go out and they tell someone they shouldn't have told. And then you find out and you'd be like, ah, nigga, what did you do that for? Is there a way that they can re-earn your trust or is it done? See, it also, it, it depends how personal it is. Yeah. Some things I could just be like, I, you know what, maybe like for example, on my forehead, yeah, maybe you know, I, I can get over that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's something really personal, yeah, you know, I don't know what kind of example I give. Like maybe you're struggling with some form of trauma, and you just tell this person, yeah, and then they I go mean? and make it public news. They, yeah, now that's when you're pissing me off mm. because. I trusted you with something so personal to me. Yeah. And you took it lightly. Yeah. And I'm not going to trust you for a... I don't know, like, if I can ever trust you again. Yeah. Because, listen, that was something so personal. Yeah. Maybe we can still be friends, but I won't give you that level, level of, of trust. Of trust again. Uh-huh. I, like, we can still be acquaintances. Yeah. But I'll definitely watch how I move around yeah. you. Yeah. The things that I say around you. Yeah, you know, yeah. We can still be acquaintances. Maybe not yeah. friends, because... 
Now you're going to call me up. Hey, let's have a bride. Nah, listen, I don't feel like it. A bride? Yeah. Nah, nigga, I ain't gonna have a bride because you're gonna have alcohol, then have me tell you some more personal stuff so you can go tell other people. Hey, brother, you know what I mean? <laughs> How could you be so disrespectful, brother? <laughs> like, so. Go all Stephen A. Smith on the way. <laughs> blasphemy! Blasphemy! How dare you! How dare you! How dare you! How dare you! <laughs> that guy kills me. Stephen A. Smith. That guy yeah. kills me. Like... It's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. You don't know basketball. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So like you so you so so there's different levels of friendship from what I'm gauging um, yeah. with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's obviously acquaintances. Yeah, 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 yeah. People I work with, for example, yeah. they are acquaintances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are friends. Yeah. You know, like we're cool and everything. Yeah, yeah. But there's certain things I'll probably still hold back. Mm. Then there are my friends. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. People that I really feel like I can trust on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then, obviously, you you break the one that's here. You go in there. Yeah. And you stay in there. <laughs> you go into the phantom zone. You <laughs> go to the nether yeah, realm. <laughs> that's the way I see friendships. Yeah, personally yeah. In terms of that, yeah. Yeah. So have you, uh, have you ever had a situation where you trusted someone and you had to cut them off like, what was the entire process? You don't need to go into details, but how did it feel? How did you approach it? And how did it shape how you interact with friends now going forward? Um, yeah, that happened. Um, so... You think you can do this to me? <laughs> I was mad. Um, yeah, that happened. So, obviously, it feels like shit. Yeah. And you're like, in future, you were my boy. Yeah, and you're going to be yeah. doing this to me and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, all right, cool. This happened. Um, next steps, bruv, we're not gonna talk much. Mm. Like, even if you reaching out and stuff like mm. that, I'm not gonna reach out back. Yeah, you know. Then we see each other. Hey, miss, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? <laughs> well, what do you think? Yeah, right. Yeah. And this is the thing about gents as well. They don't like apologizing. Like, yeah, why? Why do we not like apologizing? Oh, when we do hard. I need you to get on video. Hey, I need you listen. to go on a radio show. I need you to write it down. Hey, and then I just write a speech. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, man, text me like you're texting your girl. Exactly. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. Yeah, we'll, see, we'll see how sorry hey, you are. Yeah. You know, like, and don't forget the emojis. You got to show. Yeah. We're throwing the emojis there yeah, as well. It has to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It has to look like a Christmas party. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's the way I saw it. Like, listen, I'll stop reaching out to you. I'll yeah. stop really talking to you. Listen, when we see each other in front of all our friends, yeah, I, I'll be cool. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But even in that scenario, I won't even divulge anything to my real friends. Yeah, you know. But I also let my niggas know about you. Mm. Donny, this he messed up. He's, he's a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> Guy out here. <laughs> Guy out, yeah. he did this, right? Yeah. So I'll let them know. Yeah. Why? So that I don't make it awkward for them. Yeah. So that they know, well, okay, nah, listen, man's didn't move correctly. Yeah. So that's why Luke was the way he is towards mm. him. And I don't want to change that. I don't want to change how I feel. Exactly. You know, because you messed up my trust. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is the thing. Unfortunately, I've been on the other end of the stick where, where you broke the trust. Where I broke the trust. Oh. And man's cut me off. And you know what? <laughs> and you know what? I okay. understood that. That was you. <laughs> yeah, that was me. And listen, I understood that, you know? Because I. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I understood that eventually. I think, yeah. I think during the time, you know, mm. right? But eventually, over time, as we get older, I understood why he felt that way. Mm. Because especially when it happens to you. It's like, for example, if you look at a situation where, um, where, for example, I, when you do the cheating in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Because that never like, happens. Ah, so, yeah, that never happens. That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For example, you cheat. Yeah. Right? You're just like, oh, I saw Ria, Ria, Ria. Mm. Right? And then they leave you. Yeah. And it's like, but like we had something. Like, why would but, you leave me? And all but that? you cheated. Exactly. Right? And you got caught. When you get cheated on. You right? lose your mind. You lose. Guys, guys you are bad. Men are, men are bad with the sex. Yo, guys. Horrible. Yo, you are horrible. horrible. I honestly don't understand how we'll women stay with these niggas. We'll go crazy. Yo, we'll, 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 we'll go crazy. For example, you'll, you'll cheat like for a very long time with multiple multiple women, maybe even a friend, maybe even a sister. There's no, I don't know about the depth of men may go out there. And then they forgive you and they really forgive you. And then they're caught in a moment of weakness and something happens, maybe they go cheat with maybe one person, whatever the case is, guys will lose their mind. They'll be like, You think you can do this to me? <laughs> and they'll go right. crazy. You and they're not, so gonna, they're not gonna really like, do the forgiving. But like, you have been forgiven, yeah. but now you can't forgive the other person. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's bad. However. But this is the thing though. I unfortunately, unfortunately, I see that men value themselves a lot more than women. That is very true. That really comes down to what you think you value yourself, yourself to, as, yeah. You know? Because the niggas want to say what? Sorry. 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 <laughs> Sorry. And I'm out this place. I'm out. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you see, that's my issue is that like when it comes down to especially that, mm. men value themselves a lot more. Yeah. Because they, they're like, hey, man, I'm going to keep having flashbacks of this nigga up in your butt cheeks. <laughs> All day. All day. All day. I can't know? even get over it. Exactly. Yeah. And like, Woman, yeah, but Will Smith, Will Smith is fine. Well, I mean, he's keeping <laughs> other bad chicks clean. <laughs> Surely, okay. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, I allegedly, don't know. Well, allegedly, 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 <laughs> allegedly. Well, no, no one knows because I mean, like, if, I, I mean, like, if, if, even that, they're, 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 they're couple. They've come out and said, um, people have said that they're swingers and all that stuff. That stuff. They've refuted those claims, so I'll take their, 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 their word for it because you know, like, it's it's Hollywood and people come up with all these things. Yeah. But everyone says that Will's been busy. Never said that Jade has yeah. been busy. In fact, everyone in Hollywood is busy, apparently. Um, I mean, Jada gets into entanglements. Those are her words. Entanglements. <laughs> you know? She got into entanglements. Um, We're entanglement with August. That was, uh, the, like, honestly. Yeah, I, but I felt so, You see, like, this is the one, like, I mean, so that can't... relationship sometimes pisses me off. Why? No, 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 no. Because, for example, yeah. like, okay, I understand that Jada had. A great relationship with Tupac, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing happened. They were like really okay. good friends. Yeah. I, I get that, right? Yeah. But why is it every time he has a birthday, there's a new poem that she wrote, and so about every time it's his birthday, Will Smith is training because of Jada. <laughs> it's not Jada, it's Jada. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a bit weird. You know the, the thing about 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 Tupac, and he's a mythical creature at this point. He's like. He's like a myth. Like he's like you know those people you don't, you wouldn't actually believe actually existed. Yeah. Guy died at twenty five. He released so many songs. People think he's alive. He's he's not alive. What not now? 
you like a person like that, you'll be thinking as a figment of your imagination. There's nothing more that than an imaginary ghost that torments you, you know? Um, I don't know, like she had a close close relationship. Maybe she just likes, you know, just she was a close guy. I mean, like he's a legend. Yeah, I wouldn't do it, but she maybe like this is yeah, the reason. I, yeah. I get close relationship, man. Yeah. But I mean, that was like what? When did Tupac die? Ninety six? Yeah, I think it was ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, it's yeah. it's over twenty years yeah, now. Over twenty years, he would have been fifty soon. Yeah, like it's over twenty years. It was twenty six. It was twenty four years ago. Yeah, twenty four. You know, years. and I'm still hearing about this guy. Yeah, and like I don't know how Will Smith does it personally. <laughs> Me, I here's what you have to understand with Will Smith. The thing about his journey, right? He was a street kid, and he stayed with his uncle. Then he fought robots. Then he fought aliens. Then he was the uh, first cowboy in Wild Wild West. And then he's going to do all these movies. And then he got shot and then he got, came back on Bad Boys for Life. So he's a strong guy. He can do it. I... <laughs> <laughs> and like, listen, like, they, they were like, niggas, Zella was into it. That's what it would be. But like, they, they've, got a they've got a fantastic relationship. I can't really. Um, I don't know enough. You don't, you don't, no one knows enough. No one knows I enough. see what they. I should, I should get Will on, this, on the show and yeah, ask him. Should, I should, should awesome get Will Smith. Game. I'm like, hey, Will, hey, Will, you're a fresh prince of Pelé, but I'm a fresh prince of Pelé. Just know that. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> know that. Um, what do you think about uh, uh, this guy, Bambizu Uchup-Chup? Yeah? Yeah, so he went through the entire thing. He killed four people, and he started redeeming himself. Then he comes out with this show. I'm just living my life. And then this guy, I'm a Cameroon shoot. Firstly, I don't like how those bouncers handle those niggas. Oh, yeah, hell yes. We are July 99. We are July 99. No. Seriously, the way those bouncers handle. Yay. What do you think about a concept of, 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 a, of a show like that? Um, I get where it's coming from. Like, if you look at, for example, what was that old show? Cheaters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are trying to find closure. Mm. Obviously, you, that person has a way to be like, uh-uh, I distrust this person. Yeah. Surely something's wrong. Right? Yeah. And then, boom, something is wrong. Right? Yeah. Um, so I get that concept. Mm. Very, very entertaining. Um, I just don't like sometimes how they get into people's houses. Uh-huh. Like, there's no sense of privacy. Yeah, yeah. Of, like, you. you know what I mean? Uh, it's those it's those small aspects. I, I think the concept of the show is great. I mean, seriously, a hit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I also don't like the way he addresses the guys. Mm, you know, like he's I mean? so disrespectful. Like he's very freaking disrespectful. I'm like, hey, when I'm cheating, so inside, so inside. I'm like, so inside, low end and no mom. I'm just like, oh, I'm living my life G- in private. You know? <laughs> Not to say you should be doing it, but like, you know, come like, on, yeah. I can imagine how much chats there are in the community after those guys. With, yes, so, like, oh yeah. So the concept of the show is good. Mm. Um, I like it. Um. Also, it helps with people bringing treasure. My one thing, though, is why is it that with every episode, mm. the person is cheating? Why can't we get an episode by our Actually, He's really not doing anything. <laughs> He's really not doing anything. <laughs> because there's no spice in it. No one wants to hear that story. No, like, who, like, really, are you going to tune into TV to hear just if we go on this entire thing? I think Luca's cheating. Oh, and you start, oh, he messed up now. Oh, he messed up now. He's busy with some other woman. And then you find out next, he's just chilling with a friend. He wants to know how to write a book to address to his woman. That's it. 
No one wants to know. What kind of storylines that people don't like? People want negative stuff. People will gravitate to more negative content yeah, than right. the positive things because people don't focus on the things that, for example, guys are getting right out there. Guys are doing a lot of good stuff out there, but you only want to focus on the men are trash. Hey, they're cheating. Hey, they're beating women. I mean, okay, yeah, that stuff's there, but I'm sure a lot of men are doing a lot of great things. I think that's just the reality of TV news and everything, mm, mm. right? You hardly hear of beautiful stories, yeah. Um, you know, and even if you do, they just get swept under the rug. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, if you even look at it from a reputational um, standpoint, yeah, you could have done a hundred great things. Yeah. It yeah. takes that one thing, thing to mess it up and to it's mess over. everything up. It's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you did so many good things, and then that one thing is what you'll well, be one remembered bad thing for. Is yeah. What you'll be remembered yeah. for. You know, so. But also, it just depends what that one thing is. Yeah, I'm not right. going to lie. Like, if you kill someone, like, okay. what are you doing? Don't, don't kill someone. Like, don't kill them. <laughs> yeah. Don't rape. Don't beat up. <laughs> don't a do woman. that. Don't, Listen, don't, don't do you that. Know, like, obviously, it depends on what that thing is. Yeah, right? yeah. Granted, but they, with a lot of entertainment, news, mm, all mm. of that, it's all focused on the negative. The negative part. And then the positive is just like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> hey, anyway, he swore on TV. But you don't know that he's paying for 50 kids to go to school. Right. Yeah, come on. Let's, like, let's, let's, let's talk about those stories. Girl. Like, <laughs> like, when has fuck really ever hurt him? <laughs> Actually. Actually. Like, now imagine. We're just out here on this podcast. And we're beep, 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 beep the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just like let people express themselves, express themselves as well. Yeah. Like, and offense is taken. Like, we're in the world generation of snowflakes. Right. <laughs> Yay. Snowflakes. People are just Yay. offended too easily. Yes. I think that people offended too easily. I, I sometimes wonder how this generation would have been like with mm. Prime Eminem. <laughs> Prime Eminem. You know they're trying to cancel just Gen Z. They're trying to cancel Eminem. Like, you man. can't cancel a guy who doesn't want to care about being canceled. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. This man had presidents talking about him. You think he cares about what like you gonna say? Like, he doesn't care. Come on, man. Look, listen, no one wants to diss Eminem. No one ever yeah, wants to diss Eminem. Yeah, you know, Machine Gun Kelly tried that. What? What had happened? <laughs> he was, why, why he was he, looking for clouds. He was looking for clouds. Of course, he was looking for clouds. You know, also, yeah, you had um, uh, nice to see. I love the guy to death. He came out and said he he's body Eminem. What? <laughs> <laughs> he said that. No, you said that on uh, Instagram. Look, I like his music. He's Shout out, out nice to see. Get you on the show soon. Yeah, but I don't think he can. <laughs> body Eminem. Even M&M. now, even now, from a technical aspect, because right now the way I feel Eminem. Technically, yeah, he's still great. Yeah, my only issue with him right now, he doesn't ride a beat like he used to. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't ride a beat like he used to. But also, like the way he also got so big was he used to talk about a lot of personal stuff. Yeah, that was he was so big. Yeah, obviously his daughter. Yeah, his um, mom. His relationship with his mom, mm. the beef in the industry, and all yes, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he doesn't really talk about that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And. It, it just doesn't feel as personal as, as it personal, used to be. Yeah. Obviously, there's one or two songs right right now. Yeah. It was, it was last album, one or two albums back, like where you can say, okay, nah, you know, like you still see flashes of yeah, it, you yeah, know, but, but not that raw element. It's not that raw yeah. element. Yeah. You know I think I mean? a, that's what happens uh, inevitably once you reach a certain level of success because you don't have the problems that you used to, you know. For me, I love Kevin Hart. I love him to death. He's not as funny for me as he used to because he doesn't have as many problems as he used to have. Now, he used to talk about him fighting with his wife and good police coming in. But now he's talking about the hot type of rich holidays that he has. 
a lot of people can't necessarily relate to that. Yeah, he's still funny, actually, but he's not it's as all funny. About also yeah. relatability. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna tell me that you have problems and you have problems with sleeping in Gucci sneakers, yeah. and all of that, I don't know. Like, or your, I can't or your, kid, or your kids are like having a hard time in private in school. Private not school. everyone is guys and kids can no, go to I mean, a private school. Good. Yeah. But I also get where they're coming from yeah, because yeah, their yeah. source of inspiration yeah. is their actual life. Yeah, it's their actual life, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, as they progress, uh, things will uh, mm. become... I think that's why uh, Dave Chappelle is still untouchable because Dave Chappelle is observational. Yeah. He, he will talk about what he yeah. sees out there. He'll also talk about his personal life. He's, yeah. I think he's the only comedian that can talk about how rich he is and no one's going to take that really person, uh, personally. Yeah. There's a yeah. YouTube video out there on how Dave Chappelle dodges laser beams. Um, you should look, look that up. I'll send that to you and look it up. And you'll okay. see why he's still the most uh, relatable comedian out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, if once you get to a certain level of success, uh, it's very hard for you to say, I'm still the person struggling because really you're, yeah, not, you're not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I still think also in terms of looking at observational comedy, I yeah. think Trevor does. Trevor Noah is fantastic, yeah. Because yeah. I like how I need his to get comedy... That. That's one guy I need yeah. to get on the show. <laughs> <Yes, I'll... laughs> I'm going to get him one. Like, I like how he, yeah. um, he tackles issues yeah. right, in his comedy. Like, yeah. He, like, yeah, he talks about his life and stuff like mm. that, but like a lot of his comedies about him traveling yeah. and stuff like that and what he sees, what he sees. in certain governments. And he makes and fun of that and exactly. he puts on the accents yeah, and exactly. that's why he, he's so good at the accents. He's so yeah, good at accents. Yes, he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Like I, like I heard he would practice it and go to voice coaches and all and all that stuff. So I, that I can really believe. Yeah, no, I can. Like, he yeah. really nails it. Yes. <laughs> he really, nail, really, really nails it. Um, so let's, let's, let's circle back to, uh, to hip-hop because I think it's, it's, very, it's very, um, very, very interesting to me. So in terms of the, this whole GOAT debate, this mythical title of GOAT, <laughs> okay, and from a hip-hop perspective, um, who's like your top five greatest of all time and, and also why? Yeah, no particular order. You're gonna offend whoever people. You people are gonna be offended anyway. Like, no particular order. Yeah. Number one is Eminem. Eminem. Yeah, I yeah. grew up on his music. Yeah. Technically, he's really. How could you like that white boy? I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm joking. Some, like someone said uh, uh, Eminem can't be the goat because he's white. I can't. That's I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they said that. That person is dumb. Imagine that. No, I, I also put Eminem as uh, number yeah, for me one. number one. Um, number two, Jay Z. Jigga my nigga. Yeah, yeah. Reason yeah. for Jay Z. One thing I don't like about it, he doesn't have his era. He's, what do you mean era? I if you look at it. It was the Tupac era. Yeah. Big era. Yeah, yeah. Then you had your Eminem era. Mm. Eminem had his own run. Yeah. 50 Cent had his own run. Yeah. Lil Wayne had his run. Yeah. Drake had his run. This... Jay-Z was number two all oh, the way yeah. there. All the way there. Okay. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. That was my issue with Jay-Z. Okay. You didn't have like... But yeah. you're there. Yeah. Consistently. Consistently. Yeah. Even yeah. now, I mean, he drops one verse people on a go, DJ Khaled song. People go crazy. Oh, people yeah, are yeah. still going crazy. Yeah. So his consistency mm. is just ridiculous. Unmatched. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's just unmatched. Yeah. Number three. I'm going to go for Little Way. Little Way. Okay. I am going to go for Little Way. Okay. You're going to go for uh, Mr. Carter. Yeah, I'm going to go for Mr. Carter. Yeah. There was no run like his. He mm. he was l- literally untouchable. Yeah, Eminem point. wanted to diss him at a time because yeah. he was that untouchable. Yeah, yeah. You know. Plus, also in terms of punchlines, he was just punchline after punchline, punchline after, after punchline. punchline. Yeah. So in terms of runs, 
Yeah. He was he's up there. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely up there. Number four, still needs to put in a bit of work. Kendrick Lamar for me. Kendrick Lamar all time. Oh yeah. what? Okay, okay, all right. All right. Also, this is the thing, right? I can't put those older guys up there because I don't really understand their music. Oh, and their okay. Era. But the, by the way, this is Lucas Top Five, so please yeah, don't come fetch him. Don't come fetch him. Because this is the thing. People, yeah. people are gonna say someone like Nas, for example. Mm. I don't really feel Nas. You don't feel the him. reason why he only had one good album for me. Yeah. Right? After that, his body of work. He's got six platinum albums. What are you talking about? Yeah. Don't tell me about numbers. <laughs> like, this, like, didn't Nas, like, I think I read this once. Don't quote me on this, guys. I, I'm quoting him on it. Like, I'll, I'll put but, the transcript out of it. <laughs> but he said himself, yeah. his best album was his first album. Oh. Because he really couldn't Ilmatic. capture. Yeah, Illmatic, exactly. That's the best yeah, album ever. Was, I think it's the like, best like, album ever. If, if we're talking about Albums, albums, that's the time. Then that's there. That's, that's, right? that's, that's, that's poetry but right there. But in terms of the artist, yeah. after that, it was the like, stuff that he did, he was, you know... It was okay. Because when I look at Eminem's uh, career, and if I look at what, Eminem, Jay-Z, Little Way, yeah. they all went up Happy, from yeah. their first album. Nas went... When straight from there, boom. Mm. You know, okay, maybe not boom. Boom, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So that was my... That's my issue with yeah. a guy like him. Yeah. You know? Also, I don't know the older guys yeah. or Rakim. Rakim I don't know them. KRS One, KRS One, Grandmaster Flash, you know, I Run don't DMC. Know. Yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah. You know, I don't know them. But also, on a technical ability, those guys are gonna are gonna touch these new boys. Is it? I'll argue that um, Biggie skills on the mic is almost. In terms of I, flow, yeah. In terms of flow, yeah. Of flow, oh, yeah. in terms of his flow. I'm talking about just flow. in terms of his flow. Um, yeah. I honestly wish those two, uh, Biggie and Tupac, they're not in my top five all time because I haven't been around long enough. We say all time, you need to be in the game for 20 years. They got cut down really short. But in terms of icons of rap, they're the top two in terms of icons. I mean, if you go, and, uh, go to someone who literally knows nothing about hip-hop, you go say a Biggie, Tupac, they'll know who you're talking about. Yeah, Sometimes, if you go say Lil Wayne to someone like, you might not like, oh, I think I've heard of him, but like in terms of icons, 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 because they're legendary, they've got cut down in their prime, I would say the, those two up there, but in terms of greatest of all time, no. So in terms of, you, you named four, you had Eminem, you had uh, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, you had Kendrick, who else? Kanye West. I'm going to put Mr. Yeezy up there. Do me a favor, please. <laughs> I'm going to put Kanye West Get up there. Get out of here. I don't know why I want to put Kanye West up there. I'm sure you've got a good reason. When I started listening to him. Yeah. The college dropout. College dropout. Yeah. Man's was not, like, if you look at that era. Yeah, yeah. It was gangster rap. Yeah, gangster. 50 was killing it right there. Yeah. But anyway, no, not no. <laughs> maybe. Hey, listen. Yeah, he's get rich or die trying album. That was amazing. That's, that's oh, that right was amazing. There. That's right. Yeah, up there. no one came out the gate like Fifty did, eh? Hey, man. Oh my gosh. Sure. He was talking about free Tony. I don't know who he. Was. I don't know who Tony was. I was saying free Tony. Who's Tony? I don't know. Free Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kanye West, the yeah. reason I want to put him up there, yes, is how experimental he is with his music. Sometimes it doesn't hit. Yeah, but he's a musical genius. You know? You can't take that away from him. He's a musical genius. Wait, that's kind of right for himself. Uh, he does. He does right for himself. I don't, I don't know, know, but I, I can't say all of his stuff. Okay. 
Because this is the thing. I don't like putting people up there. Who have ghostwriters. Who have ghostwriters. Yeah. But you don't know who has a ghostwriter who doesn't. Drake. How do you know? <laughs> ah, apparently. Ah, it's our parents. Apparently. Drake. Drake, Drake, Drake. No, well, I, I don't heard. know. I haven't heard. <laughs> there have been accusations that are thrown oh, out. Accusations. Right? Until he came from my, me. You, I, see, you see, my issue though, right, yeah. is that, if you, for example, you try to accuse Eminem of yeah. having a ghostwriter. He's going to come at you saying, I don't have a ghostwriter. Yeah. Right? Did Drake keep quiet? Has he said anything? I don't know. I don't Has know. he said anything? I love, right? you, I love giving people the, the benefit of the doubt, you know? Okay, fine. He doesn't have a ghostwriter. <laughs> I, I, hey, I'm giving the benefit. Until he comes and says, I have a ghostwriter, then, well. Until okay. it's, it's documented. Yeah, no, because I've heard, uh, there's this channel called Hip Hop DX. I'm sure you know of it, right? Mm-hmm. Hip Hop DX. Like, uh, go, go, go and research it. There is the whole thing about ghostwriters and ghostwriting debates and whatnot. And, and there was that accusation about Drake having a ghostwriter. And that's why some people are like, he's great. But because of that, that takes away from the shine. Because think about it, if there's a line, what's your favorite line in, in rap? Just give me your favorite line of yours. One that first comes to your mind. Jeez, moving silence like lasagna. Right. So let's say that, that, that one's there. That's the one. And then you find out it was ghostwritten. How much respect do you have for the quote-unquote artist? Takes the shine off, doesn't it? Right, that's yeah. Because if you, for, for example, like for example, we say Illmatic. Yeah. Nas didn't write Illmatic. Like all those emotions oh, that you felt with him. It, it takes the shine off. And so that's why I mean? some people, if you find out you have a ghostwriter, it's still great. However, it takes, does it take a bit of a shine off. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. this is the thing, right? As a hip-hop artist, Drake is there. Yes. I can't put him on my goat. On your goat list. Because of that. Because oh, of I, that, I, that taint. Uh, that, okay. like, also, going back down to Kanye, he made it cool to be a guy it's that crazy. has a school, a, a backpack. Yeah. I was a backpack at him, China. Okay, I, yeah. I, I ain't never shot a gun a before. <laughs> I ain't never shot a gun before. Oh, 50 Cent, many man, man. Listen, I could jam to them, but I see a gun, Jonga. Hey. He is hey. a backpacker. Okay, yeah, so, that's your, so that's your top five. You've got Eminem. You've got uh, Jay-Z. You've got Lil Weezy. You've got, um, you Kendrick. said Kendrick. Um, then you've got um, Kanye, West. Kanye West. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's an interesting top that, five. That is a very interesting top five. And everyone's top five is, 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 is different you know? to them. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to hit on somebody who puts Tupac and Biggie and yeah, those you can't, other guys yeah. there. Because... They really understood that music from that era mm. and all of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just going from a perspective we, of my we era. See, yeah. In the, in the 20 years that I've listened to hip hop, yeah. this is what I've seen. Yeah, that's right? what you've seen, yeah. So, like, I can't, I can't hate on a little kid, yeah. right, that says Travis Scott is his number one. Yeah, you can't. I can't. Because that's what he knows. That's what he knows. I can question that's it. That's what he knows. But yeah. I can't, because even if I try to make them listen to, the older um, cats, yeah, the yeah. older cats, all those stuff. He can't relate to it, yeah, because he's not growing up there. Yeah, you know, he's not growing up around all of that. You know, yeah, yeah. where the vibe of the entire music industry yeah. is that. Right? Yeah, still don't understand what these mumble rappers are saying. Shouts out to those guys. They make it. They, they make, they're they're making, I don't yeah. like like they got some nice. Fe- vibes. Like future, future has got some good stuff. Like yeah. He's got some Percocet. good stuff. Like, ah, my Percocet. Percocet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ask a lot of people what that is. You're like what is what is that? Is it, is it a drug or something? It, it, you see. <laughs> Uh, oh, that to me. Uh, uh, so, oh, my friends out there. 
Push me to the edge. <laughs> I went to the club. What was it? A week or two ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, I don't know what they say. They're jamming. But, but it's a jam. It's a jam. They're hit makers. For yeah. me, my top five in, uh, in rap, um, because um, my brother brought me into it with Air of Snoop Dogg and uh, Biggie and Tupac. So I, I listened to uh, all, all that stuff. For me, one is Eminem. I'm sorry, <laughs> the rap god, the rap god himself, um, and I'm being objective about it. Forget the fact that he, he's white, and no one really wants to diss him because if you do, you're dead. Like it's, it's done. Um, for me, uh, Eminem one, and then I'm going to agree and say Jay Z uh, second because of the longevity, because of the mark he's had on the game. Um, he's still considered a god out there. Uh, three, I'm going to put Andre three thousand. I'm going to put three stacks in there. Purely from a technical um, ability and the respect that he has I in the game. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. That's that's why, even though he doesn't have a solo album. Like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now button. Follow on YouTube, Instagram, and other platforms listed. Also, check out the website for more information. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for the support. Now back to the show. He's still in a good debates. Um, he's, he's just amazing. Like three stacks, oh, yeah. three stacks, three sorry, three stacks is great. Four and five becomes a bit difficult for me because originally I've been so into Biggie, I've been so into Tupac, but if I'm looking at greatest of all time, I can't justify putting them in there because they haven't been around long enough. So this is where I'll go. Jeez, ah, it's so tough, eh? I would have to put Lil Wayne in there. Because he's been around for more than 20 years. Like, he's, like he's, he's been there, he's put, he put in his time. So I've got Eminem, I've got Jay-Z, I've got Three Stacks, I've got Lil Wayne. The fifth one is where it becomes really a toss-up for me. I can't put in Kanye West in there because greatest of all time, rapper, really, no. Um, I will have to go with uh, the person who opened up the doors for Biggie, for Tupac, inevitably Jay-Z, and then inevitably... Um, Eminem and that will be Rakim because if you look at uh, the, the rhymes before Rakim it was A-A-B-B <laughs> I went to the hood chilling with my homies <laughs> and sitting in out <laughs> and then exactly it's like the Will Smith type of rap you know <laughs> was, that's good but it's not like a good, a good status um, it's because like he put rhymes within rhymes and um, he put like he could rhyme with the sound so that gave birth to the entire rhyme like good rappers that we have now so that's my top five just purely for for that reason you people could swap it out and people say Tupac and Biggie for me they haven't been around long enough but I think the older generation yeah. um, puts Tupac and Biggie there because of but they operated for like know, five six years right? okay I get that right yeah. but when you felt the impact mm. it was hard you felt yeah. like it was the impact that they had right Yeah, that was the biggest thing firstly mm. and secondly like them going against what East Coast, West Coast. Hey, man, those news people like, yeah. oh, gangster rap. Yeah, yeah, gangster. Oh, gangster rap is coming in today. Niggas with attitude. You know what I mean? You know what how I mean? How can we not forget? How can I forget about Ice, Ice Cube, Cube with, with no Vaseline? Actually Ice Cube was so hard. Oh, yes, I mean, after vicious, also watching, what's that? Straight out of Compton. Compton movie, yeah. To understand that he used to write for a lot of those guys. Yeah, no, Ice Cube. Like, you, you I remember... Watching a, a documentary called Beef, um, it talks about uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra- rivalries, and then what he had with um, who was he beefing with? He wrote King of the Hill, 
Uh, I don't know who he was beefing with, but he just absolutely murdered them. Like, like single-handedly put in no Vaseline and he had the king of the hill. He's one of those person you just don't want to yeah, go diss in, in battle. I actually remember watching that beef thing. Yeah? When that whole 50 Cent and Ja Rule episode came on. Yeah. Guys, that thing was okay. <laughs> I really don't like this guy. And I was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> 50 really didn't like Charles. Like, even to this day. To this day. Like, like, he cares about to this day. Yeah, like, but going back to Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. um, I think because you felt that whole impact. Mm. Like, you felt that, like, this shit shit is real, you Mm. know, for them. What they're rapping about is real. And that impact, they were literally willing to die. For their rap, yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Nowadays, yeah, they died, yeah, they died. You know? They died. Yeah. They were shot at. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Both of them like a year apart. You know. Yeah, so that's why that's why a lot of people put them up there because, because because they became a because they went there. Listen, nineteen ninety six. I was four years old. Yeah. I don't know all of that. <laughs> I, I I'm still playing Sega Genesis. Uh, or something. You know what I mean? I'm four years old and I I don't know about all of mm. that. So I can't relate to that. That's why. So it's like the whole prisoner of the moment thing. So yeah. that's why it's difficult to for people to definitively say one hundred percent who the greatest of all time is unless you talk about basketball but they, they there's wow, just kids there. <laughs> the, lebron james is the greatest basketball player of all time i want to listen to people say that i'm like i got that for them do me a favor lebron james is great i love him as a player but there's i don't think i don't Look, think there's my a... respect for lebron has grown a lot yeah you know yeah because i never like why? I just didn't. Because people were calling him the goat, and I was like, come on. He called himself the goat, remember that? You see, that was my issue. That's all right. <laughs> like, what is he, four and six in the finals? Four and six in the finals, and he got swept twice in the finals. Like, swept see twice. What I mean? People will make the argument, though, that listen, he got to the finals ten times. Yeah, but to that, the level of competition. He lost. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> Unfortunately. I, 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 I don't like. Of his losses, yeah, the one I'm most mad about, yeah, that I really felt that is an L, yeah, is the one to the Mavs. He, no, no, he didn't show up there. No, he got it's no, the he, one to the Mavs. Those he, guys were talking crap about. Um, not one, <laughs> not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. Hey, hey, I really believe that it was two LeBron. You got D. You got two. Yeah, you, know, you got two. So <laughs> it's. Oh, no, for for me, like like I like my 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 goodness, and I've taken time to really think about this in terms of basketball. One, Michael Jordan. I don't need to really go into why, but six for six, six finals of MP is never allowed a game seven. Killer Will, he never got swept in the finals. He never lost in the finals. Uh, people like to talk about that game seven that LeBron won in 2016. Uh, okay. Yeah, he won a game seven, but here's the thing. Kyrie got that shot for yeah, him. Yeah, he he made that shot. Yeah, but he used to won a game Ray, seven. Ray Allen got yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, Ray. I'm saying, will LeBron... skip Bayless when you need him? <laughs> skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Don't do that, Skip. So LeBron has won a game seven in the finals, but Michael Jordan didn't need a game seven. He never went to a game seven because he shut you down. That's why. And if he, like the thing about uh, the greatest of all time, my thing is, you, if you're the greatest of all time, no one needs to tell you that you're the greatest of all time. No one needs to tell you. No, no, you don't need to tell people, sorry. People will say, Luca's the greatest of all time. He's called the greatest of all time by the greatest players of all time. So that's Michael Jordan. Then two, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'll put Kareem up there because six, uh, six championships, the highest, uh, most, most wins in the NBA. He's got the most uh, uh, points in the NBA. Um, he's got the most regular season MVPs in the NBA. 
and I put them, I put them, some people have them as better than Jordan. I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave you guys alone. Then three, uh, I'll put Bill Russell just for the 11 rings, just for the 11 rings, just for the 11 rings. Four, um, I'll put in uh, Magic Johnson, and then five, I'll put in Kobe for me. <laughs> You're not putting LeBron in your top five. I'm just being disrespectful. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being disrespectful. I'm just being disrespectful. If I went to... and, I, and I thought I didn't like the guy. <laughs> no, I like LeBron. I, 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 like the most he will get on my top five is third. That's the highest he will go for now. For now, because right now people say he's the second greatest player of all time. You guys forgot that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar existed, and he won a lot of a lot of chips. And he won MVPs and he's the highest scorer. And like he was the best player in high school and the best player in college. And at one point he was the best in the NBA. So I'll put him second. The most LeBron will get to is third. I might put LBJ second. Why would you put LBJ second? I might actually. Why? That man's a freak of nature. He is a freak of like people need to stop this, this, is, him, yeah. this is the thing, right? When he first got swept. Yeah. Remember was... that Cavs team? Yeah, it was trashy. He had a trash. Name team. me a player no, from that. He you, didn't see, we only, you see, that's the thing. Like, he was carrying bums. Yeah. Right? He's carried a lot of bums to the finals. So, like, I. And also, like, listen, points wise, what is he now? He's. Uh, no, he's a fourth. No, I lost Kobe. No, he's. He, he, no, he's he, I think he's. I think he's third. I think he's yeah, third he's, now. He's There's Kareem up there. Then uh, we've got Karl Malone. Then I think we have uh, LBJ. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Assists, he's up, up there. He's now. up there. Yeah, he's on Rebounds, top he's, he's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as Play a whole off. body player. Yeah. Like, we're not gonna play around with LeBron. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna put him second. Yeah. Not but that's put him over Jordan. But though. that's a but like if he's I'm second, put him how, over how 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 far is that gap? Then? I'm not gonna put him is, over is, Jordan. Is Jordan that great? Because if you're saying he's putting him second, hey, bro. that means he's never going. Like I feel he, right now, nah, he won't get. He there. won't catch him. He won't get there because. Jordan is six of six. Yeah. He won three, left, came, came back, back, and, and won, won another, another three. three. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Personally. No, it's That's never been done up. before. Right? So, like, you're not going to catch that. No, no. You're not going to catch that. Yeah, man. and he won 10 scoring titles. 10. 10. You know, like, there was no, hardly a three-point line. Yeah. Three-point shooting. And he won 10 scoring titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of that chat, Jordan is easy. Easily number one. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Yes, LeBron might be a better overall player, player. But just right? like a player, yeah. Because, yeah, like overall, he's he's a better player. He's a better player than Jordan. He's a better passer. He's a better rebounder. rebounder. He's a better assist maker. He's not a better scorer. The only no, reason, you know, he's the only reason he's scored as much is because he's, he's played, played longer. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, like Jordan... Man, he's going to win a game for you. He'll say, give me the give ball. Give me the ball. Win or lose. It doesn't matter. Yeah, let me take Boom. the last shot. Yeah. Exactly. Like, LeBron will try to make the best play. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which, sometimes it's like, nah, Sometimes you got to like, just take over the game. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I can understand why people put a, put him second. However, like, I, like one point, I was trying to make an argument why he's better than Jordan. I literally tried. I fail. I fail. I think maybe one thing he may have is he's won championships with three different teams. Yeah. That's three different coaching systems. <laughs> yeah. And also the only issue that I have with, with that is he had to leave teams. He had to leave teams to win. Jordan didn't leave. 
he stayed and he made the Chicago Bulls a dynasty. They were a super team because of him. So, <laughs> so he didn't have to. He didn't. He had like one other All Star that was drafted organically, and then he left them, and then went to the Miami Heat. He were he underachieved with the Miami Heat. Let's not lie. He underachieved. How many championships they won there? Two, right? He won two out, out of four. four. One he got gentlemen swept, and then the other one he lost to the Mavs. It was it was like the only superstar there was Dirk. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that time they were making fun of Dirk because he was sick. Yeah, I remember. And they were like won. two one up or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then Dirk just took over the yeah, game, and they got beaten in six games. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that's just uh, no. So he underachieved in the 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 Miami Heat with all that he could have uh, gotten uh, done. Then he went back to the Cavs. Um, then he, he won that ship in 2016, which he, I think he literally stole that one. <laughs> like, I lit, believe it, they literally stole that one. I still say, had Draymond Green not been suspended, it would have been over in five games. It would have been, been over in the five games. I honestly still think it would have been over, but the Warriors should have closed that game. The, the Warriors choked, they, bro. They, they choked. <laughs> they choked. And I have big love for Steph. Steph is my favorite player. Is he your favorite player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I follow that man since Davidson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. all of that. So he's definitely my favorite player, but like, yeah. they didn't close. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get the deal done. Then they went and they got KD. I mean, this was a 73 and 19. 73 and 9. Ah. With the unanimous MVP. And then, First uh, ever. Ever. And you, and you know what Jordan came out and said? is like, don't, don't mean shit if you ain't got a ring on it. Ah! Listen, he's not lying. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares you win 73 and 9. No one cares. Did you win the chip? Cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, no, 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 no one cares about that. But with, with, with the GOAT debate there in basketball, the, the people who grew up watching Bill Russell and uh, Will Chamberlain um, and Jerry West and all those old guys, they would say, yeah, Jordan's great, but he's not as great as that. And us who grew up watching Jordan and got lucky to see LeBron, we'll be like, yeah, Jordan's better than LeBron. Because these new kids will be like, because they're prisoners of the moment, they'll be like, maybe LeBron. Yeah, so, no, like, it's, yeah. yeah. But my only issue with the older, older guys. Yeah. Like, who were they playing against? They were playing. You know, <laughs> I mean, have you seen some of the stats with Will Chamberlain? It's crazy. A hundred points in a game, you fifty-five know, rebounds in one. Fifty-five rebounds in like one nobody's game. Nobody's catching anything else. No. <laughs> fifty-five you know, rebounds. Like it's also the level of competition because yeah. I feel these days it's a lot harder than then because mm. pace of the game. The pace of the game. Yeah. There's also video um, now in terms of. Actually, how does the guy actually move? This is what you need to do to yeah, stop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Like, I get... Back then, it was a lot rougher. You mm -hmm. know, like, I won't like some of these NBA guys are sissy boys, man. That's just, yeah. These boys flop. They flop hey. oh. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I get that. But also, what was the caliber of... The, your, competition. the competition. Yeah, that's, you know that's so I mean? There were eight teams in the NBA when Bill Russell won 11 championships. Eight teams. Now there's what, 32? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to win 11 championships. Now. Never. No, it's you impossible. Know, yeah, Unless you're Robert Ori. No, he won seven. <laughs> yeah, seven yeah. <laughs> he won seven. Yeah. So, let's, 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 so tell me about um, you do MMA, right? So, what is it about that, that? that Why did you do MMA and what is it that you're learning about it? Is it the discipline? Is it. Um, creativity, what about MMA is? Um, yeah, so first I started gymming, you know, um, MMA stuff because I got robbed. 
You got to run. I was mad. Because <laughs> I was like, I could really like do something against that. I really could. Right? You think you can do this to me? And I was like, but I can't. You know? Bruh. So I'm like, <laughs> what? What? Let me learn to protect myself. Do me a favor, please. Way, right? Get out of here. Sorry, I'm done making Get fun. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Carry on, carry on, carry on. Like, like, I was so mad. Like, and the yeah. way we got robbed, right? Funny As you got robbed. What about me and my boy, right? Yeah. You'll know the story, right? So we're going mm-hmm. to go buy boots. Uh-huh. Like, it's late. Yeah. So it's like one of these shady looking places. Uh-huh. We get our alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These donnies come up with a gun. A gun? You got another gunpoint. I was like annoyed. Oh, snap. And so they took our wallets. Glad and you're alive. <laughs> Yeah, like we didn't react to anything. I thought about it because he was a skinny little dunny. It's okay, like, don't die. Over but then I was like, it's fine. Yeah. But what pissed me off the most is because we bought 12 beers and a bottle. And they took everything. They took one plastic. Yeah. Left us with six beers. And they took the plastic with the six beers in the bottle. <sighs> so we were like, I was just like so freaking annoyed. You think annoyed you could do this to me? Like, I was so annoyed. Like, you know, but... Going back to MMA, like, that was the first instinct, like, I don't really like being this vulnerable, mm. you know what I mean? Um, and I was just, like, thinking, you know, you know when you start looking through Twitter and shit like that, and mm. then you see, if this big guy goes up to your girlfriend, what are you going to do? And I was like, what, are, what am I going to do? What are you, I'm like, you just got smacked, that's what happened, we'll talk you know, about what, <laughs> how you got yourself in the position, so, make sure you don't do it again. <laughs> you know, so. I'm a witness, I saw <laughs> So, yeah, that's why I decided to start doing it, right? Yeah. But also, fitness-wise, that is, that is ridiculous. You know, in terms of fitness. You, you, you um, die, right? I know, you die. Right? <laughs> My coach would be mad at me because I haven't been there for like a month. So yeah, it's lockdown. What are you going to do? Career. Uh-huh. Yeah. But so, like, I've learned so much in terms of discipline, um, in terms of how to protect yourself, firstly. Mm. Um mm. But just in terms of just, like, you learn so much about yourself, you know, like, your work ethic, mm. the amount of discipline you can actually put in. Mm. Um, it's the, the amount of work you actually need to be putting in, you know what I mean? And you actually see people really don't know how to fight out there. They don't. I, I, even now, right? Yeah. As much as I've done whatever months I've done with MMA, yeah. I am still so much of a beginner. And the nice thing is that, like, you just keep learning, mm. and, and I want to mm. keep learning. Yeah. I want to get better from yeah. like the other guys. And then, like, I also now started watching so much EFC, right? Yeah, I follow a lot of these MMA guys now. Yeah, like these South African guys are doing so well now. Yeah, so shouts out to what's his name Dodd Match. He's in the UFC now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, he's like he's really killing it right yeah. now. Um, also, will he will he beat Khabib? No, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. They have to. This is the thing, right? Also. I don't know if it'd be Khabib. Like, nobody's beaten Khabib. Like, Khabib is, he's insane. Like, you fucked Conor McGregor up. Well, it was it twice? Yeah, no, no, you beat Conor. Like, you nice, beat him. Nice, nice, smack Conor. <laughs> I'm like, you fucked him like, up. Nice, smack Conor <laughs> all the way up. Right? But oh, no, I mean, Conor was the first guy to win a round against Khabib. Yeah. You know? The first and the last. Uh, after all that smack talk, uh? you know, like, yeah. but like, you just learn so much from the MMA community. In terms yeah, yeah, of just yeah. like dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, 
terms of hard work. Um, it's the industry is so small though in South Africa. I won't yeah, lie. It's, yeah. It's it, it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are so many guys that I follow that I see, even my coach in his gym. You know, mm. they're doing they're doing nice things. You know, mm. um, hopefully it gets better. I would definitely recommend that each person learn some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You pres- I was about to ask which, uh, which art do you women. do? Um, yeah. I, I primarily now am doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I used Brazilian to do kickboxing. Kickboxing, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, now I'm primarily trying to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Still only have a white belt, but that's mm. fine. I'm mm. still learning and stuff like that. So what are the um, rankings? There's white? Is um, the... So there's white, then there's blue, and then maybe. Because yeah. I don't know the difference between green, red, yellow, white, pink. Um, yeah, I'm not sure the rankings. I think it's white, blue, Purple, yeah. brown, and black. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, guys, yeah, don't, don't quote, quote me, me on that. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote <laughs> me on that. I'm very new in the journey. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just learning from this guy. I think the South African guys are actually doing well to build up mm, themselves mm, and doing mm. so well, even with the one championship. Um, I know this uh, the other guy. What's his name? BK, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's doing so well right now. Um, so in terms of the MMA, like I did it. Firstly, because it was a reaction to what happened to me, firstly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you learn so much as you mm. go along. I would definitely recommend each person to do some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Um, especially women as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, you learn technique yeah. and size, right? Okay. And you learn, like, because obviously, like, especially in the country that we're in, there's so much rape and stuff that's yeah, going on. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What I mean? So there are so many things I think you could mm. learn mm. Um, to help you get you out of that situation yes, yes. when there's a bigger guy on top of yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like, yeah. That, like the things that you can learn. Yeah. You know, so I'd definitely recommend Brazilian like, Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, I, yeah, that's definitely yeah. what I would definitely recommend. Yeah. You know, what was the fighting style that Bruce Lee had? Um, what? Something like Chi Chikwando or something. Yeah, something like, like that. Yeah. Like he created that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that also cultivates from apparently Quote me on this, like yeah. from all the other stuff that he's learned. Oh, okay. No, so you learned all the stuff that, and put into, yeah, and put into his own art form. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I, I like, like, like for me, once I'm done looking like Frank Zane, uh, because that's a party brother. <laughs> once I'm done looking like Frank Zane, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to go to, I learned, I learned, learned boxing. And then I had another friend who said that rather learn kickboxing because um, boxing is um, a bit more stiff. Then kickboxing, kickboxing, it flows a lot more. I don't know too much about this, but that's what I was recommended to me some years back. No, no, I get that. Um, like obviously boxing is a great sport and stuff yeah. like that. But if you're gonna look at it overall, mm. in terms of let's say a fight, yeah, I will back a guy who has MMA training over, over a guy boxing. Who has boxing. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're gonna come at me with fists. Yeah, you do not know how to check a kick. Yeah, right. You don't know. You have no idea. How to fight yeah. when a guy brings you down on the floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's those nuances that yeah. I think are important oh, okay. as well, you know, for an overall fight. Yeah. This is why, for example, besides this one new lady that just came on now, yeah. we haven't really seen like a boxer going to the MMA yeah. space. We've seen MMA it guys go to boxing. boxing because they can adapt, yeah. Because they can adapt. Yeah. But if you look at it from the other spectrum, you'll get killed. Yeah, but there's this one lady, she won her first fight now. She's okay. like a, a heavyweight champion. Yeah. Oh, not heavyweight, sorry. One of these championships. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, like, she won her first MMA fight. Good yeah. for her and stuff yeah. like that. But also, in her training, she needed to incorporate ground game. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, so, in terms of an overall perspective, our back in MMA fights are any day. Yeah. Any day. 
yeah. yeah I, I heard someone say like I had someone I worked with who was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and he said I was like what if I learn boxing I was like yeah if you get that punch in before I can move then that's fine but other than that I get you on the floor what are you going to do I'll put you in arm lock what are you going to do I'll use your weight against you what are you going to do you see that's the thing the yeah. like you won't even be able to defend a takedown yeah know? and there's variations to a takedown as yeah. well you know yeah. that a person can actually do to you yeah like I've really learned that people don't know how to fight on the ground yeah like, they don't know what to do yeah yeah yeah, so especially there's a lot of people that are, are tough guys out there. If you do this, I'm gonna knock you out. Okay. Like <laughs> I honestly don't believe in fighting. Like, you don't believe in fighting. Yeah, I'm a lost resort. Need to fight, fight without fighting. Nah, man. <laughs> I'm just like lost resort. Like you know what? Let's just do this. Yeah. You know, like I don't like that. I don't like being confrontational and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, unnecessary. Unnecessarily. Yeah. You know? Because even as much as you know, I have some sort of training that I'm doing. Hey man, a lot can still happen in a fight. In a fight, you, you get know? stabbed but and you get exactly, shot. You, know I mean? you get stabbed, someone... you get shot, and all of that. Yeah. So like, I, I genuinely don't like fighting. Yeah. Because of that, you know. Mm. But if I, would, I had to get in a fight, you know what I mean. You need to know how to do something exactly. about it. Yeah. You know, I'd rather be a warrior. Yeah. In our world, than be a sheep in this world. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like yeah. you have to protect yourself at all yeah. times. Yeah. So yeah, that's the way I see it. Oh, the best way to protect yourself is have good politician friends. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. So you, you have a very interesting take on why Floyd is the greatest boxer of all time. A very interesting take. I'm still, I still can't understand why. Yes, so I want you, Floyd you to. Floyd is the goat. I, I man. <laughs> Floyd is the goat. <laughs> Floyd is the goat. A lot of people say he's not. But again, this whole goat debate is, can be subjective and whatnot. So why is Floyd the goat? Except for that forty-nine and all. I'm not counting Connor. I'm not counting. Right. Objectively speaking, I, I okay. can't okay, in no. my heart count. He's still undefeated. Okay, um, he's still made a billion dollars. Here's why I, I would say, if I had to argue for Floyd being uh, the greatest, even though that's not my position, if I were to take that position, um, obviously he's got the undefeated record. Um, he's beaten everybody in, in his path, even though some say they were not his prime, whatever. But at the end of the day, you put someone in front of him, he beats them. And he is the best defensive fighter out there. And also, what is the aim of boxing? Is to hit and not get hit. He mastered that. And take that outside of the ring, he made a, a billion dollars. Like he took the sport of boxing detention away from heavyweights. And what's his, uh, he's a welterweight, right? Is he a welterweight? Let me just say he's a welterweight. He's a welterweight. He took that attention and then he's like, he's like became the biggest name in boxing. And his defensive skills, um, he's a, a good pure boxer in terms of just the technique. That's why I would say he called himself the best ever. That's the only reason why. Is that the, do you have those same reasons? Yeah, and he's never been knocked down. This Knocked He's never down. been. Are you Knock, sure? Yeah. Never what? been knocked down. Never been knocked down. And not only once. I'm sure he has once. Where? I don't know. But I like. Okay. I, no official knockdowns. I know against Zab Judah, his glove went. You know. <laughs> thing, but apparently the ref didn't. As a prof- like as an amateur, he lost a fight. Yeah, as an amateur, an amateur yeah. lost a fight. I know. Yeah, but as a professional, a professional he's, he's, he's never been knocked down. That, that's that's how smart this guy is, bro. Like he's he's like he's smart. That's he, why he's goat. That's why he that's says why the, the goat. goat. The goat. I mean. What is anybody else going to do against him? Yeah, other people say he dodged me. Uh, not me, but he dodged no, Pacquiao. Pa- Pacquiao dodged him. Oh, he was, uh, like, did I get the story I, wrong? Pacquiao dodged him, right? Are you sure? 
They were supposed to fight in 2010. Mm, I think but it a, never happened. I think I, there was once a video I saw, right? Yeah. Freddie Roach saying, nah, the fight didn't happen and it was their fault. Pacquiao. Yeah. Ain't that a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> because they, And then when the fight happened, he got beat. I mean, like, that, that was, uh, it he was, got beat. Uh, it, he, 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 uh, Pacquiao didn't lose. He, it, was, it was rigged. It was rigged. Nah, he, Skip Bayless was saying Skip Bayless was saying Like, Skip, when Skip argued, I'm like, because objective speak, I'm like, for me, that, that fight, can I be honest, was boring. I was bored during the entire fight. Because you don't know why. I, I want to see someone get knocked out. But nah, that's not what that's not what for, that's one yeah, of for, that like I'm like can someone I get knocked out? Can someone I get knocked out? Like I loved it. And Floyd, what he does, he frustrates you. He frustrates his opponent. Oh, I remember that fight he had against Canelo. You could yeah. see the frustration. Canelo Alvarez didn't know he had nothing. He had nothing. You could see how frustrated he was. You couldn't hit him. Like yeah, you, couldn't. you couldn't hit him. You and couldn't. he's and like, Floyd's a cocky motherfucker. You know, we, yeah, we all know he is. We all know he is. He's a cocky guy. Like, but the thing is, like, I like I, I analyzed them. I even wrote about him. This guy, he's the most disciplined uh, fighter, I think, because he sticks to his principles. He sticks to his game plan. Hit and don't get hit. And then once the other person starts getting frustrated, you, what happens? You start making mistakes. When you start making mistakes, he gets his points, and then he chills, and then he wins undefeated. Makes a hundred million off of that. Uh, like, okay, Done. first of all, over that fake fight. Come on, over Logan Paul. That was a fake fight. <laughs> He's a genius. No, he's a genius. I, yeah, Floyd is a genius. Floyd I, is a... I actually didn't even watch that fight. I didn't either, did I? Did I? Like... I was like, I'm not going to watch this fight. <laughs> like, I'm not going to watch this fight, yeah. Um, for, like, 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 for me, I understand why you say uh, Floyd is good. For, for me, objectively speaking, he's not in my top 10. I, he's not in my top 10. All right? he's, he's not. Okay. <laughs> why? Look at your face. I'm saying for me, I'm saying... Yeah, I want to know why, though. Me. He's like... like he's okay. better be good reasons. <laughs> he's a good reasons. He's he's cocky. That's why I don't like him, no. Um, for me, like, he, he, is in, he is in my top 10. I'm just saying that just to, just, just to wind up. He's not uh, number one for me. One, I'll, uh, again, I've said Sugar Ray Robinson. Why? Pound for pound, the greatest fighter ever. Why? Why? If you have not, have not heard of Mike Tyson speak about Sugar Ray Robinson. No, okay, so... You have okay, great. So what are we doing? So here's here's Sugar Robinson. He wins his first forty fights. Okay, then he loses one. Okay, whatever. Oh, I guess Chuck Lomar lost. Yeah, of course he lost nineteen times. I'm gonna say that. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Double <digits> even. <laughs> Wait, but, but for for me, he won his first forty. Then after that, he went eighty five and zero. And one time he was like one hundred twenty six and one. Jesus, he won one hundred and seventy three fights. He Knocked out more people than Floyd ever beat. He knocked out more people than Floyd ever beat. So for me, pound for pound, and I and I read up a, I read up about this a, a lot. When I started following boxing, I was like, ah, Roy Jones Jr. People think that Roy Jones Jr. didn't opera didn't exist. Okay, one of the best fighters for me. I'll start off with uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. Second, um, there was a guy called Julio Cesar Chavez. He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he won 79 and he was 79 and 0 at one point. I'm like, did you see his son get beat up? No, no. His son got, got, got I beaten. think it was his son. Chavez <laughs> Jr. or something so, like that. I think it's his son. I'm not sure. Okay. The lot but of Chavez is out got, there. Yo, he got beaten up by an MMA fighter, Anderson Silva. <laughs> is, is it? Okay. Yeah, well, he you, lost. You see, well, I, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, talking yeah, about I'm just saying his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there was another one. Um, Harry Webb, who was also his record was close to that of of, of Sugar Ray Robinson. 
Uh, then fourth, then I'll put in uh, Muhammad Ali, and I'm at. I'll get to Floyd. Then I'll put in Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is because he transcended the sport of boxing. At the end of the day, that's why he transcended the sport of boxing. Um, then fifth, <sighs> damn, jeez. So you don't have Rocky Marciano out there? No, I don't have my Rocky Marciano out there. No, I don't. I'll tell you why. Floyd is better than Rocky Marciano. I that I'll that I'll give to you every day. Why I don't have Rocky? Do you honestly think Rocky Marciano would have beat Muhammad Ali? I don't think so. Um, he went forty nine and zero. Wonderful. And that's where this is where the undefeated record doesn't mean much to me. The level of competition that he faced wasn't um, as great as what Muhammad Ali faced. Think who Muhammad okay, Ali no. beat? Yeah. He beat Joe Frazier twice. He beat Foreman. Um, he beat Foreman properly. And like they, that's when he may weather Foreman. <laughs> he may weather Foreman, if I can say that. Um, he beat, he lost five fights. Yes, he lost five fights. Um, but he also knocked out so many people. And also the fact that he was a heavyweight moving faster than some welterweights out there. He called himself the greatest. And he was, he's, the thing is, we were robbed of Muhammad Ali's greatness. The thing is, like when you reach, you reach his prime, that's when he got stripped of his boxing license for three years. Then he came back and he beat Foreman. Um, so he beat the, the, when heavyweight boxing was at its best, he was yeah. the best out of them. That's why, for me, he's the best heavyweight. Second, I put Joe Lewis. Rakumar said, no, he, oh, come on, guys. He wasn't beating the toughest competition out there. You can make it, the, the case for Floyd is that he beat tough competition. Think about it. Um, De La Hoya, he beat De La Hoya. De La Hoya was like boss. Let's not, let's say, let's not um, uh, go against that. Uh, obviously, we've got Pac-Man. Some people, like some people, uh, go uh, do this blasphemy, right? They say Pac-Man is greater than Floyd. <laughs> Ask Max Kellerman. Max, Ask Max Kellerman. <laughs> Max Kellerman says that Pacquiao is better than Floyd. Eight division world champ. Um, he was an explosive fighter, blue fighter, and people make the the the, the case for him that uh, naturally uh, Pacquiao was smaller than than Floyd naturally. And then they got to the same weight, and obviously we, we know we know what happened. Yeah. And also the uh, he lost, of course. Got all that work. <laughs> he got, he got, they gave him this work. No, did you do you do you see the the stats after the that that, that fight? Ah, uh, no, Mayweather beat him properly. Pacquiao was crying about injuries afterwards. Oh, no, no, he, no trauma so rotator cuff. No, Pat, um, Mayweather beat him handily, handily, easily. Handily, he had he landed more punches. He took less punches. And what else? I can't remember all the stats. But when I looked at the score sheet, I was like, "Ah, oh, guys, come on, come on, come on, come on now." definitely is great. I wouldn't have him as the greatest ever for for my for my reasons. The, like for me, I would go for the undefeated record. And then I looked at the competition that Marciano faced. I was like, "Come on!" But then for with the older guys, with the older guys, the level of activity that they had is yeah. you, you can't compete yeah. with that. That's yeah. why that's why I'm putting those guys ahead of uh, Mayweather. Um, but in modern fighters, there's only two people I really say these guys are great. When I say modern, I'm saying from the '90s up until now, that's modern. Roy Jones Jr. and Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is I give him the the nod because he didn't he didn't lose dumb fights. He didn't lose a dumb fight like Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. did. He lost a dumb fight against a heavyweight. Like you were a middleweight, you went up to heavyweight, you won the heavyweight championship, you should just stop. Yeah, but in stop. but like prime for prime, Roy Jones Jr was better than uh, Floyd Mayweather prime for prime because at one time he was not untouchable. But in totality of a career... Yo, listen, you know when I touch Floyd? <laughs> he's not been knocked... Like, this is, this is, <laughs> is that why right? you call him the goat, eh? Yeah, this is the thing, right? Yeah. 
What are you going to do to him it as is, a boxer? What are you going to do? If I you, don't know. Like if, if you, you can't if, touch him. Like <laughs> if, if, if you a power puncher. Yeah. Okay. You can't punch something you can't touch. Yeah. Right. Or if you can't get through his defense, your power is nullified. Yeah. Right. Cool. If you have speed, yeah. that's great and all. Yeah. But if your speed can't break through his defense, yeah. what are you going to do? I don't know. I've never seen him lose. I mean, this is the thing, right? <laughs> I've never it's seen so him lose. It's so crazy yeah. that people speak about Floyd's career, about one punch that Sugar Shane Mosley put him, and that rocked him a bit. Yeah. And that was the only time we saw him like that in 21 years, guys. Yeah, so the thing, that the, here's, here's what the criticism they have against uh, Floyd. I, I, I don't care about him personally as a human being. That's not what I'm arguing. Like, and I hate it when people do that. He's not a great person. We're not talking about him being a great person or, or not. <laughs> We're talking about inside the yeah, ring. Exactly. The discipline, I really I bow down to that, 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 that discipline. In the ring, technique, he's not a, he's not a, he's not a speedy guy. He's, he, he's a great defensive fighter. His, his fights are boring. It's like it's like Spain back in the day when they were just doing tiki taka. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they passed the ball to each other like ten times before. <laughs> <laughs> but but they won three major tournaments. Can you uh, okay? Can you uh, fight against those? Results? People say uh, the, all these allegations about he beat his wife. We don't even know if that's true. He's abusive, or he he flaunts his money. He goes broke sometimes, or times he almost went broke. Almost time he went broke. Eh? But he made his money back. Um, he dodged fighters. He picks his fighters. I'm like, guys, if I was a boxer, yeah, that's the type of career I want. I want that oh, career. That's, I want that career. I want, the, I want that's, that's the career I want. Whether you call me the greatest of all time or not, I'm that's laughing all the way to the bank. This is the thing. People like to smack like, yo, he didn't fight. Listen, he's fought... <laughs> Like what? Eighteen world champions, if I'm not mistaken. I'd 18. have to Google. Yeah, I'd have to Google. One it. eight. Okay, yeah, that's it. He's he's fought that many world champions, and he's beaten them all. All of them. All of them. All of them. Bonk. You know, like I think, like you can't argue. Like, yeah. Like he's up there. Like no, he, I, he definitely I, I, is I up there. I have to put him up there. Yeah. No, he's you think he's up there. And then, like we must also remember, he had retired. Came and back. they came back. Then he went to prison. <laughs> then they came back. <laughs> you see, you see. Don't be a nigger, Floyd. <laughs> we, like, we face enough issues as black men out there. Now you're going to go to prison. <laughs> prison. Came what did he go to prison for? I'm not sure, actually. But I, I remember it was for like a year, I think. Yeah. Because that was before the My Diner fight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, that was a good fight, though, as well. I think that was like the, the one. Yeah, to... but... My Dino lost steam. He lost steam yeah. in the end. And then, yeah, Floyd did what yeah, Floyd, Floyd did. Floyd, 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 Floyd did. I remember when uh, the Conor McGregor fight was going to happen. And, eh? and I'm like, why is it? That's why I don't even count it. Like, I, for me, Floyd is 49 and 0. People can say 59. For me, he's 49 and 0. Because Conor McGregor is not a boxer. He's not a boxer. If Conor McGregor was a boxer, I'd be like, sure. But he's not a boxer. For me, but some people say fifty and all right, fine. Well, let's give. Yeah. When I saw that, when I knew that fight was going to happen, I'm like, this is not even competitive. This is not even going to be a competitive match. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's, I looked at this. I'm like, <laughs> who said this? I think it was uh, Sylvester Stallone. They asked Sylvester, so what do you think is going to happen to Conor McGregor? Sylvester Stallone. He did all the Rocky movies, so he knows something about boxing. He's like. 
Floyd Mayweather might need to be incarcerated for third degree murder. <laughs> I looked at that. I was like, and then I watched that fight, and then Conor McGregor got killed. No, he he got killed in that match. Yeah, no, he he got killed. No, that happened. That happened. That was that was entertainment for me. That was entertainment. He got that word. He got whipped. He got murdered. Ah, he got murdered. Yeah, no. So like, so for me, like, I understand why people will call uh, Floyd the best ever. Because if I look totality of career, the money he's made, there he's there he's the best ever. In terms of just boxing and the record, because of the level of activity those guys went through, I, I, I for me, I find it a bit difficult to. But this is my thing, though. As, yeah. as much as those guys were very active. Yeah. Again, how was the level of competition for? Because I, I, I mean, I mean. Tyson used to think, like what didn't Tyson come out of prison and have a fight like two weeks after or something like that and he smacked that Tony? Like, he smacked okay, okay, okay yo, let's let's talk. Let's you know, talk. like like yeah. this is the thing, right? Yeah, I, I get being active. Yeah, but it's the level. active again. Yeah, so you know what I mean, but also what I hate about what's in politics now yeah. is because there's so many promotions. Yeah, these guys really aren't fighting. Like at least yeah. fight three times a year, bro. Yeah, three times a year. That's the thing. Three times a year. Yeah, they fight like once a year, like. <laughs> I was I was really there's one fight I wanted to see and that is Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. I wanted to see that happen. Why is it not happening? Um I think now because Wilder had a rematch clause. Wilder's so, gonna get rocked again like he did in the second fight. Yeah, he got killed. <laughs> Yo, Tyson Fury murdered him. Was, was I was so uncomfortable. Ooh, I was so, ooh. Maz was making excuses that his suit was too heavy. <laughs> What? No, Tyson. No, what's it? Uh, Wilder got oh, killed. No, he got murdered. Cool. Yo, Tyson Fury murdered him, man. Eh? No, no, he, like he legit I killed him. him he smacked him all the way. Eh? That's why I wanted up. to see Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Um, I think Tyson Fury would have won because he's the better boxer than Anthony Joshua for me. Um, he's more skilled, and he, he, it's like again, if I think about it, it's like a Pacquiao Mayweather thing. Who's gonna win there? Mayweather would be the Tyson would be Tyson Fury and Pacquiao would have been um, Anthony Joshua, but sometimes you never know. I think uh, Tyson would have won because he's yeah, more, of a, skill, a more of a skilled, more of a skilled, more of a skilled boxer. Yeah, yeah, Tyson. I don't know, man. I'm just a Anthony Joshua fan. I, I'm an Anthony you Joshua know? fan. I'm being objective Obviously, here. Yeah, yeah. On an objective case, I think. I don't know, man. <laughs> you I don't know. know. Because the thing is, both of their chins are subs- uh, suspect. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Very. Because what? In the first fight Wilder, against Wilder, he, he dropped him. He dropped him good. He dropped him, you good. know? He didn't drop him twice in that fight, yeah. I think it was twice. I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah. like there but was he a dropped one, him. Yeah, yeah, one time he just rose and like then, from the dead. like Undertaker. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, but also, Joshua's been dropped before as well. And he, you know, ah, he lost a fight. He lost. He, he lost. And he smacked him properly, all the way up. Properly. He you lost. Know? Andrew Reese I think him. actually Tyson yeah. Fury would actually get I, Yeah, I, would say, I, would, I think Looking that, at it from a technical aspect. But yeah. I think Joshua know. is also trying to get better yeah, technically. Because yeah. um, I saw in his last fight with Reyes. Yeah. Like he wasn't trying to go for he, that He was boxing. Now there he was boxing. Box. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, Fury's been doing it for a lot longer now. And, and, and the level of competition, Tyson Fury is, I don't know if he's been in a high level of competition, but he's the last fights, he beat Klitschko handily. He shocked people when he beat Klitschko. Um, he beats, I think he beat Wilder in the first fight, first of all. I don't know why it was a draw. I would agree with you. I don't know why it was a draw. He, so I make the argument he's beaten Wilder twice. 
And you're just going to pee in my game. Pee him again. When that fight happens, I'm going to say, I told you so. He's going to beat him again. He's going to beat him again. Yeah, that Wilder is no Wilder's gonna get. Down. I will see what happens. I mean, one lucky punch, eh? Right, right. Hey, he's, he, hey that right, hey, hey that, that right, right hand, hand is fire, bro. right? You know what I mean? It has smacked a lot of guys. <laughs> Forty-one to be, you know. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, but I still don't think Wilder. I don't know what he can do as a boxer. He's a, a fighter, boxer. not a boxer. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he can do. Yeah, you know, maybe I don't know what he can do. Yeah, to beat Fury. Yeah, in terms of that, but yeah. Fury, while um no man, Fury, Joshua is, is a good fighter. I really do want he's to a see. very he's a very good fighter. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I would be rooting for Anthony Joshua, but I know that fire that Fury is gonna bring that bring that yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna bring that fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 why uh again level competition is very important. Muhammad Ali, like you can't argue the fact that he beat the best that was there. He beat Sunny Liston. He beat um he did beat Floyd Patterson. He beat Joe Frazier. He beat, like, you can't argue against the people yeah. that he beat. Fact of the matter is, he lost to some of the seven fights. Like, come on. <laughs> he lost to some of the seven fights. Come on. Like, that's why I remember uh, uh, Floyd was like, you think I'm going to compare myself to someone who was being with some of the seven, <laughs> with the seven fights? Absolutely fucking nuts. I was like, <laughs> he's right. No, he's, he's right. So right though, like... <laughs> seven fights. Ah, guys. Okay. Anyway. Um, but then when I look at uh, Sugar Ray and ha- and Harry Webb, when I look at the level of competition, they he, they face the best of their day. Of their day. You can only fight the best of your day. Yeah. Rocky Marciano, I hear, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the people that he beat were like, were, were like, it's like the Boston Celtics. You, do you understand in the 60s, the Boston Celtics uh, beat people who on, on their spare time, they had to be Door-to-door salesmen. They had to have second jobs. Nine to five. Nine to, they had a nine to five. And Imagine then your manager coming at you. You even lost. You even lost. You even lost. You even lost the championship. <laughs> Go strip those floors. <laughs> All right, we'll get to the end. Uh, is there any questions that you want to ask me on, on the show? You get a chance to be a host for a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the... Welcome to the Luko Nomara show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of your idea for your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Why firstly started why didn't i start it yeah let's just get in there i i I wanted i wanted to learn from people number one because that's the best way to learn from people is to uh speak to them and get their point of view for example certain things about mma i didn't know up until now um certain things perspectives from hip-hop i didn't know until now and then people there's this culture where people don't want to think i don't know if you know that people don't want to think and just learn from other people that's why you have people who are narrow-minded assholes out there because they don't want to invite someone who's interesting that you can learn from. Uh, that's one. And then two, I've just always loved doing it. And then two, I've always said to myself, you know, why not? <laughs> I'm like, why not? I might as well. Um, and then three, uh, Joe Rogan made a hundred million dollars on the Spotify deal. I hey. want that money. I want that money. <laughs> hey. uh, and of something that was a hobby and a passion project. Now, so uh, for me, for me, when I saw that, it took away all the excuses. Because I thought about starting it at the end of 2019. I actually started at the beginning of 2020, then pandemic hit. Um, then I had the time to do it. I said, you know, let me just go straight into it and let me, let me just get started and then just started picking up. So that's why I started it primarily because something like this builds relationships and it builds uh, influence. Every single guest that I've had was a friend and then the, there's a friend and then the relationship got, uh, got closer. And the more guests that you bring on, the more people you learn from, you build that connection. And then they say your network, your network equals your net worth. 
So then they start building the influence and then they say, hey, speak to this person. Then that person says, speak to this person. Hey, speak to that person. And then one day end up on the daily show. (laughs) That's why I started the podcast. And it's fun. And and it's fun. This is like um, part of like university fees for me. That's why I started it. And then also I I said to my people quit too too, too soon when they start something. Um, I remember I used to not have my own studio. I used to book studio time and... And then the guy said, you know, the drop-off rate for people start their podcasts is after four episodes. They just quit. I'm like, after four episodes. So I said to myself, I looked at uh, Joe, I looked at other people, uh, Trevor, I looked at Oprah, and they were in it for the long game. You know, the whole greatest of all time debate, you've been in it for a long time. So I said to myself, let me do this for the next 10 years and see what, let's see what happens. Because uh, people overestimate what I'm going to do this year. Yeah, this year I'm going to make $10 million. Yeah, yeah. But then... Over 10 years, I'm like, 10 years is too long. So for me, I'm like, if I do this for the rest of my life, what's going to happen? That's why I started. Primarily, it is I want to learn. And I want to be proven wrong. I don't want to just say, freaking uh, Pacquiao is the greatest box of all time. And that's my that's it. I don't want to hear other people's uh, perspective because that makes you narrow-minded and you can't learn yeah. and you can't grow. So yeah, that's why I started this, the, the show. All right. One more question. Obviously, um, you had season one. Yeah. Know. One season two. One season two. Keep it moving. Yeah. Yes. Don't be like Game of Thrones season eight. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. I don't, I don't want to do that to people. Um, yeah. So obviously, what did you learn in season one? Yeah. And what you think you can implement and improve on mm-hmm. in the next coming seasons? And yeah. Obviously, after that, where do you really see the um Platform, platform going, going yeah. um, in the future and like, yeah. like your overall vision the overall vision, vision statement vision statement yeah. Joe Rogan money that's, <laughs> that's, that's the vision statement for me but okay I'll start with the big vision statement um, vision statement for for relationships is to have the, the best and most interesting minds on my speed dial what that means someone's on your speed dial you speak to them constantly so I want to have access to an Einstein or a heart or or a Noah or an Obama on my speed dial when I say, like, I've built a relationship with them because they know things that I will never, ever know. So that's where I see this going. Like, the best people on planet Earth, like, I have a personal relationship to, with them. You know the whole six degrees of separation? Let's say you're six degrees from meeting anybody. I want that to be one degree of separation. That's where I see it. And if I'm speaking to billionaires, guess what happens to my net worth? It increases. I'm like, you want me on your show? Oh, I speak to billionaires, so <laughs> you're going to have to pay me. So that's the overall, overall vision. Uh, what I learned from season one is that this is really fun, number one. And, um, and then also, people really like the long form. And people also like snippets. So what I just need to start doing is take this, like, for example, this entire interview, and then group it to say, we talk about sports, we talk about relationships, yeah. and then also upload those episodes and link them to the main one and say, for, for 10 minutes, we talked about Mayweather. For 10 minutes, okay. we talked about yeah. So that people, because uh, you eat an elephant bit by bit. So some people see three hours, I'm like, yo, that's Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> that's Titanic. That's the Godfather too, you know? And then if you, if you look at it like 10 minutes, you can finish 10 minutes really quickly. Yeah. And then you'll be like, oh, what's next? What's next? Yeah. Um, so that's what I learned from it. And then it's also a whole lot easier to reach people I thought was difficult to reach. Um, you know, like uh, celebrities. I don't want to call them celebrities because 
I don't, do we have celebrities in South Africa? I don't know. <laughs> She's a media personality. Okay. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. I should get, I should get her on the show, but I will probably start World War Three. But it's okay. <laughs> we'll probably start World War Three. But I said I thought I should get her on the show just to get her, her perspective on on things. Um, the celebrities, the businessmen, um, and there, and I also learned there are far more interesting people who you never would have heard about. They've got like they're quietly rich, they're quietly influential. Keyword there is quietly, yeah. so it's easy to uh, to reach out there. And then um, what I learned from season one is that you need to put in the work before you can go and approach other people, okay. because they look at um, that, the reason I structured seasons in twenty episodes. Because if I look at my favorite series out there, they've 20 episodes, some of them 10, but I was like, let me put, let me put out the volume out there in 20. Mm -hmm. What I can learn going for other seasons is to um, reach out, uh, to, to keep the mix, because I don't want to just be like, celebrity season, I want to speak to celebrities, and, but also people like yourself who don't necessarily want to be celebrities, but have got interesting perspectives to, to share. And also, I learned that you don't have to be on Fortune 500 to share an interesting perspective because some of the people that you learn the biggest lessons from are not on the Fortune 500. They're not Forbes 30 under 30. They're not Nobel Peace Prize winner. They're like a single mother. They are a real estate agent. They share a more real uh, perspective. And also what I learned is that, you know, the entire thing of when I said uh, some people criticize Kevin Hart's comedy for not being real enough because he's mm -hmm. talking about Gucci bags instead of yeah. fighting with his wife. I want to keep that. <laughs> I want to keep that relatability. I want to keep that really. And how are you relatable? Will you speak to people who are uh, relatable? Um, um, and then also, uh, Joe also kept the same thing because when he made his hundred million dollar deal, he's no longer a normal person anymore. How can you be? Yeah. How can you be? If I make a hundred million, I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody. I don't want to, I want to tell anybody because I don't want people to see you um, as something that you're not people over glorifying you so for the upcoming seasons it's uh have an overall theme and then just schedule the okay. schedule schedule the guests um what i also learned from the first season is some people just want to hear me just talk <laughs> just just me just just a one-on-one because you have to give people variety people want the conversation yeah. people want uh just to hear your perspective on something yeah. that's why i've got you were seeing me put out the the everyday series where i talk about motivational yeah. mondays yeah. transformational tuesdays and those are like five minutes seven minutes the longest one is 20 minutes that it gives them the bite size but in terms of the people is um don't also with this don't try and make money too too quickly that, that's what that's that's what I'm learned for the seasons uh, going uh, going forward, because sometimes you will think I want this person for this episode, and then another person is available sooner, and that person is right. trying the future, and you need to get the content out there quickly. So yeah. uh, just uh, keep going out there. So always keep that mix. I'm not gonna just have nasty C on the show, and then all the best rappers, and then yeah. not speak to Aluko yeah. or yeah. anybody yeah. else. So that's what I've learned from the podcast, and it's fun, and I just really keen to keep on doing it. It was very difficult in the beginning. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I was like, you have to look in the mirror, okay? Okay, okay. Okay. No, that ain't right. That ain't right, though. That right, though. And then I get a call from my mom, like, not right now, mom. I got a lot on my mind. <laughs> but then I know you don't need to know what you're doing. And um, one thing I also learned is people don't, don't want to necessarily want, want content that's uh, to pristine 
and too polished and too edited because people want to know what are you really thinking. That was the joy of, of Donald, having Donald Trump as a president. <laughs> you, you knew what he was really thinking. I'm not necessarily a fan of his, I'm a, I'm a, what I'm a fan of, like how real he was. Yeah, nah, how, like he said what he thought. He said what he thought. I don't agree with what he was thinking, yeah. but I agree with the fact that he said, he said what, what he was he thinking. Thought, and yeah. then some people are like, no, that's not what Donald Trump thinks. He's like, no, 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 that's exactly what it is that I think. So that's, that's what I um, I like about just being real and honest and not um, censoring it. If people have a problem with uh, the swear words, I'm like, have you never sworn ever in your right. entirety yeah. of your life ever? <laughs> I think that's why I enjoy like a series like House. Yeah, yeah that guy's a dickhead. Like, <laughs> he says what he feels. Yeah, and he he stands by it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so stand by what you say. Say what you mean because, like, I also have started to realize the, the age of the untouchable celebrity is, like, dead. Like, like dead. Like, a celebrity that's on an ivory tower, you can't get them. That's why all these YouTube personalities are doing so well because they're saying what they feel yeah, and, and they're very real. Like, yeah. you can, like, PewDiePie. Like, yeah, this is me. I'm PewDiePie. Like, <laughs> this is me. Um, and I don't have corporate sponsorships and deals and... People want me to censor what I'm saying. I think who's who's that who's that guy? Um, Lupe, you remember Lupe Fiasco? Yeah, he had a fire album. His second album yeah, was censored, and it was never as real as uh, after that. I looked at that. I'm like, nah, nah. So it's, like, the, yeah. So that's that's what I that's what I've learned. Um, and then with this day and age, you need to do as many as possible as quickly as possible. It's 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 tough. It does take the time, and the way I see it, it's it's like. You're more than comfortable having a four-hour conversation with someone else and then not, it not being captured. I'm yeah. like, let me have conversations anyway, capture them, capture, yeah. have it put out there, and then 10 years from now, have Joe Rogan money. Have Joe Rogan money. And then what uh, I, I remember one person said, I'm doing people a favor. How am I doing people a favor? I think people are doing me a favor. I'm like, no, because years from now, you'll be like, oh, you were on that podcast and you said something so interesting. Um, Luca, can you tell me more about MMA? Can you tell me more about your perspective on corporate life? And then it opens up a door for you that may not have been there. I was like, that's the power of something like this because I don't have to go to 94.7. I don't need to go to 5FM. I don't need to go to Hotshot Radio, wherever it is. I can just be here on in Greenstone in South Africa and broadcast to the world. And yeah, like, and if people have a problem, I don't be like, do me a favor, please. Get, get, get out, out of here. here. <laughs> exactly. That, that, that's the thing. And then people see the work and I'm like, I like what you're doing. I can also, what? Do the same. And why uh, people say, why don't you have your own office and corporate studio? I'm sending the message that all you need is a minimum investment uh, between five and 10,000 rand just to get, to get started. And then you can have your own setup like this and then uh, put the put the message out, out there. I don't have to go and buy studio time anymore. Exactly, like, yeah. just own everything uh, yourself. Yeah. And the, the best in the world legit started like that. Yeah, so. exactly, yeah. Yeah. Last question. Yeah, that was it. All right, okay. So, guys, that was myself and uh, Luke. No, look there. <laughs> it's your path. Luke Onomalo, we had a, a very a good and frank conversation. I told you it was going to be like uh, almost two hours. Um, yeah, I told you. I told you. 
<laughs> I told you. I told you. Um, and that was him. We talked about the power of uh, relationships and friendships and also the power of sports to really change the world. She had a lot of good perspectives. He believes Floyd Mayweather is a goat. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I still say Sugar Ray Robinson because of the level of activity that he had and he was called the greatest by Muhammad Ali. So there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, and that was, that's been him. Thank you very much for being on the show. And we should uh, do another one uh, of these. Um, where we, I should get like one where I have like four people. <laughs> I've got you over there. <laughs> I've got myself here and someone else. And they just really go in it. I'm like, we should probably do like first take. Let's skip bases. I'm trying to show. Like, oh, don't do that. Skip. How dare you? How dare you? You gotta get it done. You gotta get it done. No excuses. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. But anyway, that's myself and Jabla James. And remember that success is a progressive realization of where that deal. That means you're doing what you've always wanted to because it's aligned with your highest values. And that's the only way you can live a truly fulfilled life. So go out there and change the world because you're the only person that can. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode on the NJ Podcast. Make sure to visit the website, the njpodcast.captivateair.fm, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, all the other podcast platforms, or via RSS, so you never miss a show. You can also find the video content on the YouTube channel and Instagram page. That will be Njablo James on YouTube and Njablo.j.ngosi for Instagram. Please subscribe and follow on those platforms as well. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on the podcast platforms. Or if you'd like to tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. If you'd like more information about published or upcoming books, visit www.njablojames.com for more information. Please reach out if you'd like to share what you would like to hear and which guests should be invited to the show. And remember, success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal, which means that you are doing what you have always wanted to do because it is aligned with your highest values and this is the only way you can live a truly fulfilled life. Now just chill until the next episode.